Okay, how's it going, everyone? Uh, this is your co-host Q, and I'm here with uh, I'm here with Rory, uh, <clears throat> the, uh, the the well-known white janissary. How you doing, man? Uh, is it just me, or or can nobody else hear Rory? Is that just me? Because I can't, I can't hear you, bro. Yeah, you're gonna have to yeah have to do something with your microphone every single time. There we go. We can hear you now. Yeah, you can never, okay. ever, ever start the show off. Actually, being able to hear and see the both of us, we'll we'll get past it. What is your excuse? I'm the I'm the uh, out of out of the two of us. I'm the boomer here. You got no excuse, bro. Oh, I just I'm bad at technology. I only I only know how to how to play like very old like shovelware games. It's so <laughs> the only thing I'm. Yeah. Yeah, all, all I know how to do is um, uh, get banned from Twitter, eat hot chip, and lie. Yeah, you've you've been like, I, again, I've never been banned from Twitter, ever. Yeah, once. I, I get banned all the damn time. Yeah, because yeah, you get into fights with people. I don't. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, you just my, don't I know into... it's my fault. It's my fault. I get baited very easily, is what it is. Um, yeah, I know. You need to not do that. I've got just, a, just a like severe whatever, case really. of. Yeah, I've got a severe case of no, honey. Somebody's wrong on the internet. Yeah, no, it, it's it's serious, man. 
Yeah. But um, anyway, it's all good. Uh, to, so, yeah, I know that uh, we had had a previous episode of uh, Philadelphia, but this is this is actually our inaugural episode. That last, that's, last episode was sort of a test just to make sure that all the kinks were worked out with the uh, right, Clearly the we video. failed. <laughs> yeah, a test that we failed miserably. Um, but what I wanted to talk about today, I mean, I know that everybody's well in the states at least, because in Canada we already had our we already had our Thanksgiving, already had our fake holiday. Um, I wanted to talk about um the uh, the holiday blues. I know that uh, people say often that there's a spike of um, shall we say unalivement around the holidays. That's not actually true. There's nothing nothing statistically to show that that's true. But people do tend to get um, really sad around the holidays, and I wanted to to have a conversation about um, around. Uh, well, you know, you think about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You know, you're born. Yeah. You kind of, you know, you know how he's going to end up, right? And it's like, oh man, that's a bit of a. It's not quite Easter, but you know, jeez. Yeah. Well, here's here's the problem. You know, guys, guys aren't okay right now. You know. I, I, like, have you been uh, seeing the amount of the amount of um, articles, the amount of uh, like uh, online video content that's been produced around the fact that guys just aren't uh, guys are not happy. Um, depression rates are rising. Uh, that they're yeah. a lot of them are not a lot of them are not uh, having sex. Apparently, like uh, something like one in three men um, in the last uh, in the last year, if, if you're one in three men under the age of thirty has not had sex. Well, you think uh, that that would make things better, right? I mean, I think I think that's the first like, <laughs> step number one. I mean, I know, I know. Well, whenever, yeah, whenever I see that, stat it seems come like out. it solves one major problem. You know, <laughs> that's, that's all I'm saying. It's like, yeah, yeah, get on, get on that Volsol grind set like us. Absolutely, dude. Like, like personally, I think that like people are like worried about that. I'm like, no, that seems cool. Like, good. Mm-hmm. Like the the less sex you have, the better. Let's be honest. Like who are the happiest people? Nuns. There you go. <laughs> Problem solved. No, it's it's not just it's not that's not the less you have uh, the better. It's more so that uh, the less you like worry about dating altogether. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah I don't know. I mean, like you, you ever you ever have uh, you ever have like a really like low period while you're dating and then you just stop dating and it's like wow. Everything's actually better now. I I understand myself better. I have so much time. To I wish I, I agreed with money. you on that one entirely. Uh, I, I wish. No, I kind of see where you're coming from on that one, but it's like I'm in a weird situation now with women where it's like, have either has anyone here ever heard of the show Tenchi Muyo? Yes. Yeah. That's my life. Oh my that's gosh. my love life now. Yeah, that's you, Tenchi, in love. Oh no. No, just the regular show, Tenchi Buyu, you know, where everyone shows up at the house. That's yeah, my yeah. life. That's my love <laughs> life now. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I um, fucking hate all... it, kind of. But, okay. <laughs> but, but, to, but to talk about the, the give insert on the uh, topic at hand, mm-hmm. I think this has been a long-held theory in my head about why so many guys are unhappy and why it's becoming a problem now. And I know it's going to be kind of wild, but I think you'll be able to follow where I'm going with this cue. I feel like we're in a culture now where the the pretty much the mainstream cultural hegemony that is pretty much run by liberals has lost so much relevance 
at least within America. I can't say the same for your country, even though we share a border. But I think what's going on is they've lost so much relevance. And one of the biggest places they've lost cultural relevance with men is it's a few different factors. But the way I would sum it up is they raise an entire generation online, but the entertainment industry only ever employed either the fail kids of the ruling class or they hired the most bowed and chastened like just just strivers they could find and the problem is is that when you have that after a while when it gets to like men at least now in the culture where we're like we understand okay you have to like check men's behavior or whatnot you we're in a culture now where there's so many guys going more reactionary, not because they actually are, but the mainstream culture just has been losing any interest for anyone to be there. It's like, what's in it for me? There's nothing. And when it comes to straight men overall, especially straight black men, when you're there, it's not like you're getting shat on all the time, but you are like expected to kind of, I won't even say emasculate because calling it emasculation is way too nebulous. At this I, I, yeah, I think that's overstating the case. Because yeah. yeah, it's like I don't want to use ma- I don't want to use emasculate because it's like whose standard of masculinity are we going by? So it's too too. So it's not a good standard. I would say. I would say. I, I, no, I I see what you're saying. I I kind of see what you're saying, but I think what is going on is so many guys are dropping out because so much of pop culture and Q, you will know where I'm coming from this. Cause we you hear it all the time. T talk all the time about it on champagne sharks. We live in a culture, at least in a special, it's especially for black people where the people at the top speaking for us are the most hateful of the people they speak for. Okay. And in the, And in the case of the black community, I feel like the people they've put in charge, regardless of gender to speak for us, hate the black community, but they especially hate black men because they kind of realize, not even that they need us, it's that without us there to punch, they kind of lose any real reason to be there in the room. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm saying is going on on, like, the higher levels where we can't, like, see. But on a more, like, you, me, and everyone else level, yeah, social media has just been the biggest, just caustic uh, caustic thing that ever happened to... Uh, oh, just... I mean, yeah, we we know that. I mean, you know... No, 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 no. lady who made what chili I... for her neighbors the other day get run off of Twitter. Like, we, we know that. Social media is generally. Wait, toxic. what happened? Wait, I am not. Oh, I'm not. I don't want to get too deep into it, but yeah, somebody who. I'll I'll look into it later. Put it. off the internet. Yeah. Oh Jesus fucking Christ! But that's yeah, what I'm talking yeah. about. We are on a time period where the social norms that would actually make it so guys would be able to socialize are being set by people who have built their entire like not even their just social norms but their moral norms entirely on the internet where there is no material reality really tied to the shit 
Well, like yes. Time. I don't know that people have their entire reality tethered. No, 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 there's no material reality. No, no, there's no material. Are, we are heavily overly. We are, I would say, like over invested in. Uh, in like yeah. in social, oh, media, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I just agree. Media in, in general, because I would say like, I mean, it's it's weird to think about like you know being back in the seventies, like oh, what's got your what's got your craw, man, or whatever they said in the seventies, like oh, you know, movies. <laughs> like TV kind of sucks now. It's like, well, yeah, yeah, but like I don't even think yeah, it's that it's entertainment. I just feel like cultures, the the pretty much, I guess you say the mandarins of pop culture now are when it comes and i'll just narrow it down to you know me and q's community black men i feel like it's gotten to the point now where they can be this openly hateful because we've gone so long of just being told by the media to stick our head in the sand about so many things you just shouldn't that i feel like too many people online are just used to just rolling within hypocrisy. Like I cannot tell you how many times I have brought up Epstein in, in a comments section on Facebook and a motherfucker always has to respond to me. Like, what about all the Republicans who molested kids? Good. First throw them in jail what too. Doing, what are you doing? Paying attention to the YouTube comments in the first place, but no, not YouTube. I, okay, Facebook. I, 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 Facebook. I, I, oh, sorry. Facebook. Yeah. My bad. But okay. So here, here's, here's uh, one thing I would say. answer your question. Wait. In a way, I think you're understating. Hold up, hold up. I think in a way you're understating it. Um, in the sense that uh, I want to hear this one. (laughs) No, no, no. I I no. I think you are actually understating it when you say that we're asked to stick our heads in the sand. No, it's actually worse than that. I think. um, One okay. So where it comes to, uh, where it comes to people's ability to talk about things like uh, mental health awareness and so on and so on, we've got sort of like we got two countervailing forces working against one another. So. On the one hand, you had people who, for a R. very R. long PJDF. time, no, no, what what it was like for a very long time, you know, uh, women's issues were especially like uh, around the workplace and edu- in higher education, um, the harassment, violence that they dealt with, was heavily overlooked or in many cases laughed off. So you have you have the necessary reaction to that, but then on the other hand, you have like the necessity of a conversation about. Uh, men who don't hold power. Because I think when we, we talk about uh, patriarchy, for example, I think it oftentimes gets flattened so as to mean that every man holds thank power. So hold up, you. so hold up. Here's, so here's the problem, here's the problem. So what you, what you then end up with is um, this sort of like envy-driven, or at least I, I, I say that's envy-driven because I, I feel like a lot of people, ha- like a lot of, I would say like a lot of, Women, especially like cisgender heterosexual women, have this idea. You mean like how that, that you mean like men? Hold on, that men leave these these charmed and easy lives, and it's like if your life isn't charmed and easy, well then you fumbled the patriarchy bag. And if you have a problem with that, go talk to other men about patriarchy. But it's like no, you're you're completely leaving out class analysis because there's no way that a guy who's you know uh, working like a shipping and receiving job at Best Buy has anybody to talk to about the patriarchy. So the problem is, I is that norm, normal people who don't have six figure incomes, don't have, uh, you know, parents that are like uh, prestigious alumni at universities or, or have like uh, buildings named after them. Um, whatever sort of mental health difficulty, the difficulties they have, it's just like, well, I'll just get over it. So the problem is on the one hand, you know, there was the, uh, the necessity of, of paying more attention to women's issues. 
Um, but what that's then what's happened there is that it almost seems as if paying attention to what it is that uh, I would say like working class men go through, regardless of like whatever their their uh, ethnicity or background. I agree is. very much. Yeah, with the, the, the problem is like yeah, paying attention to any of that is seen as well. You already have enough attention paid to your issues, and it's like no, they no, they didn't. They really don't. Like these guys are working themselves to death. It's a reason why the uh, the suicide rate among men is so high. There's a reason why the suicide rate among black men is so high. Uh, there's a reason why their mental health, the state of their mental health is in the gutter. You know, I... uh, depression rates, addiction rates, etc. I mean, the lower down the income ladder and down the uh, ladder of marginalization you go, um, the worse these problems become. But it seems like talking about those problems is shifting attention away from where it needs to be, which is on more oppressed folks or more, more oppressed groups. And it just it doesn't really work that way. Everybody's mental health is important. Oh no, I agree one hundred percent with everything you just said. I just want to add as like a little in between, just the additional point. You're right mm -hmm. about the class analysis part. I feel also like another point within that is, and I, you see this with the divestors. We've both seen that shit one hundred oh, times. Oh yeah, so you already know where I'm from. No, you go. and the divestors, bro. I feel like you you summon the. I feel like you manifest the divestors. Like this is all your fault. You spend so much. You spend so much time thinking about the. Divestors. In my defense, they just, they just in materialize. okay, okay, okay. No, not even okay. defense. This is just me admitting my complicit complicity in this. Before I went like full like dirtbag leftist, I was actually kind of friends with crystalline karazin and i actually wrote a op-ed for her website oh, so my there's one on her site with my legal name on it right now no i'm not mm -hmm. going to say it but you'll probably be able to find it mm -hmm. so i right will now. at least admit my complicity as more of that mm -hmm. but going back to the main point at hand mm -hmm. yeah that is all true there is no class analysis but I feel also as though with there's also, and this is where I might sound a little problematic, so just tell me where I do, but I feel like another side of that is the guys that make in these spaces, because this is a long-held theory I've had about why so many divestors have such a uh, stick up their ass about black men, because it's like, yeah, if a guy was beating you, I get it. You have a bit of trauma. If he was they were molest you. I mean, yeah, people like people just have trauma. Yeah, I I'm not trying to downplay, but yeah, I get it. You have yeah. trauma from X, Y, and Z things. Where I, but this is where my theory comes in. Mm -hmm. I feel like there are some of these divestors, maybe even all of them, but I feel like a few of them have such a deep animus towards black men for this reason. They have to go into these spaces where they are constantly told how great and awesome they are and how they're fighting the patriarchy, yet everyone in the C-suite is a cishet white male for the most part. They're not granted here's the thing. They're not actually they're not actually fighting patriarchy. What they're what they're I agree, but that's not the end of the point. <laughs> is find, finding like okay, like how can I get access to the patriarchy? Like, oh, no, no, this, no. That's where I'm going. It seems to be this. working out for somebody. It's not working out for that's these black where men. I'm so going with who, who it is working out for and get next to them. Yeah. No, no. That is what I'm getting at. I mm. feel like there is a, a small portion, probably the most extreme ones you see online mm. of the ones who are like my age, about give or take. Uh, I'm 31. Uh, 
I feel like those are the ones who wound up having a deep-rooted hate, not just because, like, oh, you hear them say, like, when I was in school, you know, they used to, like, love all the rappers and the athletes, but they didn't like me when I got all good grades. Yeah, because they're kids. We're not your fucking parents. But I feel like the real reason, and this is where I might sound a little problematic, I feel like they hate black men in part because they're in these spaces where the only black men that get let in the room are either, like, are like, are like, just are either like one or two types of guys, and probably the same at the same time. But either they're like, they are like dumbstruck over white women, or they are the most bowed and chastened and just frankly just infantilized men ever, like Rod. Like you, you already know. Uh, okay, but hold up, hold up. Here's my question, though. Here's my question. Here's my question. So, like, we open the topic with, um, you know, uh loneliness and mental health in the holidays and so on and your mind immediately goes to divesters why is that because that's why i'm alone on on a thanksgiving because my mom is one and i pretty much got into an argument with her about divester stuff and i'm not going to thanksgiving to argue with my mom about how she tells me i'm you're hold on you're arguing with your mom about divesters no she is one (laughs) No, come on. <laughs> Are you serious? Like, she she actually has talked about divesting? She is fucking a, a Mexican Marine who, who busted a... who used to work security at, like, protests and and knocked, knocked out a few friends of mine who were there. Oh, boy. Okay. Keep in okay, mind... But, okay, but has she, has, she, has she declared divestment, though? She has literally said black men ain't shit. This is why I'm not fucking at them anymore. <sighs> and I have said to her, no, mother. She said to you? Yeah, because she pretty much said it to me because here's the misconception she has. She has only seen. Holy shit. She, has, she has got this idea in her head that I only date white women, even though everyone who knows me knows that the longest relationship I've been in is with a woman on and off for the last nearly a decade is a Jamaican chick from Detroit. Mm-hmm. And yet she thinks it's all white women. But uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe you have the look of somebody who dates white women. No, no, I'm, 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 I'm playing with you. I'm playing with you. I'm playing. I'm playing. No, 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 no. Maybe she's like the one white Jamaican in Detroit. How do we know? The fuck she ain't. The fuck she ain't. The fuck she ain't. She is literally built like tiny, like tiny, uh, uh, wife. So, but she's not, but she's like my, yeah, I think she's like Q's skin tone about. That's kind of, that's kind of wild though. Like, uh, that she would say that's a black man and shit. And she's like, she's saying that to her son. Well, two things you have to account for about my mom. Number one, she grew up in like the Southern debutante scene, which creates the boule. Oh, she was one of those like cotillion ladies. Yeah. Girl, the Jack and Jill girl. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's number one. Number Mm -hmm. two, and this is the big, and this is probably the biggest point of contention. The, 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 some, the way I would sum up our conflict about over the years is this. She wanted me to, she, hmm, I got to think of an analogy everyone here will understand really quickly. She wanted me to be boys to men. I, I grew into Jodeci. You see what I'm trying to say here? (laughs) 
She wanted Ralph Tresvant. She got Bob Brown. You see what I'm trying to say here? I can't put it oh, in. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah. You see she what got, I'm trying to she got, Yeah, she got Devontae instead. Okay. All right. Yeah, she got that. And, and she's like, why did you turn to this? And she's like, you mean I turned into the guy my father is? Oh, okay. And, and my father's not a bad person. I want to make that so, very clear. So, so hold up. So you, you didn't go home for the holidays? Oh, hell no. I'm calling you right now from my living room. Oh, damn. I mean, I mean... <sighs> have you have you two like tried to make up i gave her every chance but i swear to god and i'm trying to keep calm and not say something i'll regret and i'm trying to get the point out specifically but she does not understand that no i'm just gonna say it she doesn't grasp that the kind of guy she wants me to be, she hasn't figured out that I have long since figured out that that type of guy personality-wise is literally the personality of every guy that she never dated or fucked when I was growing up who she made watch my ass. Meanwhile, I took on more of my dad's traits you know, a guy who's like 51. I, I, I gotta say, I gotta say it straight up. You're using like the F word about your mom is making me mad uncomfortable and i don't even know your mother the woman is a fucking bigot (laughs) (laughs) okay that woman has literally called called dear friends of mine people who saved my life the f word that we don't call gay people Mm. so i'm saying like yeah yeah, you're talking about your mom effing people i'm saying like that that is making me uncomfortable i don't i don't know your mother i've never met your mother i've met you still making me wild and comfortable believe me you're not you're not gonna miss anything the woman the woman's a, a gigantic asshole you'd just be mm. watching a colonoscopy if you saw her have sex jesus christ i uh, can't i'm sorry I, man i'm, I'm gonna sorry, i'm but... gonna i don't mean to I'm... hustle you off but i'm gonna i'm gonna move on to <laughs> fine <laughs> All right, uh, th- thank you for the contribution to Wadros. Um and feel free to to pop back in later cuz I'm about to uh about to uh hustle us towards the uh, the, the topic at hand. Uh which was um a video that I saw posted a little bit earlier today, which was an NYU professor by the name of Scott Galloway who's talking about the uh the rise of loneliness among men. Uh just give me one second, I'm going to play that for you. Yeah. Wait, that wasn't it at all. My goodness. I'm like, all right, this is uh, a start. <laughs> America, one in three males under the age of 30 has not had sex in the last 12 months. And I find people hear the term sex and their mind goes different places. I think of it as the key step to an Darkness. elemental foundation of any society, and that is relationship. So in the U.S., what's happened with online dating is it's amazing for the top 10% of attractiveness of men. It's okay for the top half. It is a disaster for the bottom half. And when I say attractiveness, I mean by very crude metrics. So if your Tinder profile, I went to MIT, I just started a KKR and my Rolex accidentally is visible in my profile picture and I'm geolocated living in Manhattan or living in uh, Beverly Hills, you're gonna get a massive amount of attention. The bottom half who are not able to express anything other than wealth, which they may not have, are totally shut out of the market. And the knock-on effect here is that we're producing too many of what is the most dangerous person in the world. And that is a young, broken, alone man. When you hear about mass shooters in the U.S., you know who they are. 
before you know who they are. So we are producing an enormous cohort of economically and emotionally non-viable men. So I don't know, Rory, what, what, do, you, what do you think? Because I, I, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, uh, that there's like a, yeah, there's a, a direct correlation between young First men off, let, not let me having be, sexual lives. Work, yeah. Working at KKR is not going to get you laid. <laughs> Working at EY, maybe, right? Yeah, yeah. But KKR, definitely not. Um, yeah, like, I don't know, man. I, I, I feel, I, I, I kind of don't like the way that's always phrased, where it's like, oh, yeah, like, you know, look at these dangerous, like, people. Yeah, these, you know, these like, dangerous like, young these men. These dangerous young yeah. men, you know, you got to be really careful. Yeah, you know. And, and it's like, and that's because what exactly it's like oh because of online dating like tinder tinder is making people lonelier i mean i guess it is you could argue that for sure it is like what tinder has done is 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 effectively marketized relationships right like they're now it it, we went from a uh a relationship environment where like when i was when i was younger like when i was you know in my uh, teens and 20s it would be weird to tell people that you met your girlfriend on the internet Right. Like when people ask, like, how, how the two of you got together, you'd have to come up with like a story about how you actually met because you wouldn't want to tell them that you met on the Internet. It still kind um, of is, to be honest with you. No, I wouldn't say that. Like, I, I, no, there's been like, I, I met my times. I met my wife on Tinder. I tell people that all the time. No, it, it's it's more I mean, it's more accepted. But there is like I've definitely there have been a few times like, oh, like, how did you meet? And like my girlfriend's like kind of look, looks at her feet like, on, you know, like on a dating app. It's like, yeah, yeah mm. there's, there's a little bit of that, I do think. Um, I I don't know that the stigma is really still there because people tell people tell other people that they meet their partners on like Bumble or Hinge. You probably don't want to tell them that you met on Tinder because people think that Tinder is like just like a, a hookup site. Which I mean, for me, it kind of was in my twenties, but or thirties rather. But uh, yeah. I, I would I would say that the uh, I would say that it's like way overstating the case to think that um, young men who aren't. Uh, in sexual relationships or have even had sex. Are, yeah, are inherently are, are Yeah, are like, their masters yeah. waiting in the wings. Yeah. At, at the same at the same time, I think there is a problem, though. I think there there is an issue um, around loneliness right now. And it's not just, I mean, it, it's partially due to COVID. Like, I, I think COVID did just do a real number on us mentally. But uh, in the aftermath of that, I mean, with, with the economy just... Uh, constantly going sideways with the cost of living going up with uh, meaningful jobs and, you know, jobs that actually can like, you know, cover your cost of living. I mean, they're just becoming increasingly scarce. So I I think for a lot of, for a lot of young men, especially, um, and around this time of year, like when you see your family members and you run into people that might be doing um, better than you are, or even you run into family members that are doing worse than you are like after after the holidays what often happens for people is that they just get really sad and lonely so what i was seeing a lot on twitter or a lot of on twitter was was people uh talking about like not wanting to see their family or arguing with racist relatives and i I don't think that's the experience for most people i think most people's thanksgiving tend to be like relatively smooth but what does often happen is that uh there is and there is like a high incidence of uh, people who like call for example, like uh, hotlines, um, because their mental health is in shambles. And a lot of the time it's because people are just very lonely. 
And the question is like, how do we deal with that? So anybody in the audience that has any, um, any uh, comments about that, uh, if you have any uh, questions for us, I mean, feel free to, uh, to call in. Um, neither of us, by the way, are like board certified professionals or anything of that nature. But, but, but we are, I would say. But, like, I, but I can't I offer you terrible advice. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tough one, Kilo. Oh, hey, yeah. No, shit. no, no. I offer, I offer, I offer great advice. Here's yeah, I, just, I will, I will I, offer I will... you the Keemstar advice. If you ever are feeling down or anxious, just take two sips of beer. Just two sips. No, I tend to offer very good advice where it comes to, uh, um, when it comes to like interpersonal relationships. I, I tend to be really good to go with that. All right. Uh, hang on a second here. Why, my mouse just disappeared. All right. Uh, first caller on the topic manual. How you doing, bro? You can go ahead and unmute yourself. Uh, okay, you are yeah, on mute, but I still can't hear you. Yeah, I can't hear him either. Yeah, I can't hear you, buddy. Um, you can try checking your. Um, you can try checking your source or your sound source. Yeah, so, there we go. I yeah, there you go. Hey. Yeah, I um, and so I mean, I joined the call as soon as you talk, started talking about um, people not having access to sex and the dangerous kind. Con- mm-hmm. Oh, I think it's a dangerous connotation. Um, to say that everybody in that, let's just say bottom percentile, is in a um, is a danger, mm-hmm. and it's, mm-hmm. it's interesting when we look at the comparatives of Japan and Korea. At least for me, those are two nations where I know have been majorly having not only declining birth weights, but the same issues we're having here. Where a lot of men, or majority of men, aren't dating, aren't seeking relationships. For a lot of the same reasons, you know, um, the jobs aren't paying enough. They're not. They're not earning enough enough money. It, it doesn't feel like um, they're able to build genuine connections without the idea of money playing a large role of it. And there's a there's a lot different between our societies how that's being handled. But um, you know, I have no issue saying like I was one of those that bottom percentile for a minute. I had a lot of friends who weren't, and I had a small amount of friends who were. I actually knew some girls who were too, and it was just the people who blatantly and easily just label them as a danger, I think, misunderstand what causes people to um, to be that way. Like, I've had somebody attack me who's definitely not bottom percentile. I mean, she lost her when mind. You say, when you say attack you, what do you mean by that? You mean like physically or? Uh, this is this is I think one of my favorite stories to tell. Um, okay. She she there was a go. friend pretty much. I I hit on her. It didn't work out. Whatever whatever. We we end on bad terms. Get back to like a neutral ground. I'm just I, all my friends know. I'm not fucking with her really. She's only around because she's your she's your people, and that's that. And that feeling was mutual. Um, but one day she talks shit. I told I told our mutual friend. And she next next thing I know she's in my room with a knife, freaking out, trying to figure out what I said. I'm just like, I told her the truth. You were being a cunt. Get over it. Um, if she swung that knife at me, I would have been kicked out of school. And I think that's the only thing that kept me away from her. Like I, I called her, I the other said, "Come stand in between us, because if that knife moves in her hand, somebody's going to get hurt." And she's like that because she has horrible emotional regulation. Not everybody's like that. Not everybody hasn't worked through what it means to be jealous when all your friends are better, better looking than you and what comes with that. 
not everybody hasn't worked out the that there is going to be somebody for you, but you have to be able to discern who's actually good for you and who's just going to be there to use you and going to push you to the side when they realize they don't care anything about you. And we've kind of, I think, speaking of Tinder and social media, we've kind of curated a culture where ghosting, dumping, and like being insecure, well, not insecure, but uh, insincere with our emotions and insincere with how we deal with people is something popular. Yeah, no, I'd, I, I definitely like agree that, I mean, certainly, you know, handling and managing emotions, I'm, I'm noticing, I, I feel like people are absolutely getting worse at that. Um, you know, I, I think there's this, a sense that you should always be speaking your mind. Um, and, and it's like, you know, sometimes it's important to like, you know, have your own you know, work out your own thoughts before you get into an argument or hold your peace occasionally. You know, I mean, I, I think that, I, I don't know how to put it, but it, it seems like something that is growing over time, at least recently, more more common that people will just sort of lash out at each other, especially online. I mean, it's one thing that I've noticed recently where there's just so many uh, kind of examples of people just popping off right and, and i think that 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 goes to uh, there is how would i put this i don't know if i'm answering your question or even really responding to it or your statement i know q what's your what's your thought on this okay can you can you run by me what what the uh the conflict was that you were having with this young lady was yeah all right um i was in a bad place uh trying to get back into the dating scene after, you know, ending a relationship that was important to me. Well, see, that was I, your first um, mistake. It had to be done from, 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 from where I was. Getting, getting, <laughs> in, getting in the dating scene is always the worst idea ever, but continue. It is, but God knows I needed some. Um, <laughs> and the things that were offered to me, uh, that was good, but that's a whole nother story. My conflict was I liked her. She didn't like me. I kept them moving. The real issue was that she she obviously, at the end of the end of, end of be all, she obviously liked me, but she did not want to date me because she saw herself as better than me okay. or too good for me. And like, did she tell you? I that? laughed. At, did, she tell, did she say that to you? So the friend that. My entire friend group was the same friend group. So the friend that I told um, that she was talking shit about was her roommate. Um, Her roommate told me she would wake up complaining about me all the time. And that once, and there was one time I mentioned a girl who she was obviously jealous of. um, And she threw an entire tantrum. And there were some other like small actions that this said to everybody who knew the person that, okay, she likes Emmanuel, but for whatever reason, she does not want to date him. And everybody came to consensus. It's just that dating hierarchies um, believe that she's, Emmanuel is below what everybody else in my friend group would date. So why would I date him? And it is, that was what it was. You know, I, do, I dodged a goddamn bullet, but, um, 
that that was a conflict. And over time, it became more apparent that that's that what her issue with me was. To be honest, it doesn't really sound like much of a conflict to me. It just sounds like it it just didn't work out. Like, yeah, there's there's a sense of like ownership that people have over each other as well, where it's like, because I mean, obviously, she feels like she's somehow in control of you, or she's, you know, even though she obviously like you know didn't feel like she wanted to get into a relationship with you, she still. Yeah, like felt some sort of had a sense ownership. of yeah, possession. Yeah, a sense yeah. of yeah. possession, right? Where it's like, you know, she still has the right to sort of dictate your life. Which okay, hold yeah. on, I, I think I missed an important part. And Q, oh, this boy. this is where like the conflict oh. somewhat comes in. Um, one of the dude, one of the dudes she liked, and you know, like by this point, I didn't care, but like I'm very candid about if my friend's partners are ugly, I'm just like, this dude looks like Stonehenge. Do better. Like, you don't want me? That's fine. Just absolutely do better. This man looks oh, like... Why would you do that? Of the rock. I didn't say... I mean, why? I mean... <laughs> I, I don't even know yeah, if that is an insult. Yeah, it doesn't, sound, like it doesn't sound like Stonehenge. Like... <laughs> <laughs> doesn't sound like a way to keep friends to me. Hey, I... I'll make it work somehow. But, um... I, I was just doing it more so for them. Just like, listen, like, do better for yourself. Because one, that's not going to go well. And two, just just find. But, how, but how do you know whether it's going to go well or not? I mean, maybe. Oh, like, how do I know? There, yeah, maybe there's. You, maybe you, there's. He was trying to fuck her roommate. Oh my god. And, and all the other friends in the group. First of all, okay, it sounds to me like your entire social circle. You just need to jettison them. Yeah, you need to not. You need to not. Listen, be like these. The, it was college. It's college. Come on. It's it's a small college. It's it sounds okay. It, it sounds to me like you just need to like hang out in your dorm by yourself. Hey, just, I like, did. Go to class, huh? I, I did. Hey, I I, I got. That's no, so what I'm saying. Like just just go to class. Pass your like pass your classes. Get the highest mark you can. Just be on that grind set and get out. Don't even yeah. talk to. Don't even talk to people. How old are you? Yeah, but, um, I'm out of college now. I'm 20. Oh my god, I'm 23. Um, okay. but yeah, like that. That's that's what the conflict was. It was just people. Being possessive uh, over other people, over concepts of other people, I think, and just like being upset that things didn't work out or that they couldn't get what they wanted from other people. And like her, her, this person's real issue wasn't, I mean, I dealt with this when I was young. My best friend has been a thought since childhood. I've seen it. And it's just like when people talk about, incels and they talk about how they're just jealous of other people how they can't find relationships and connections i mean that that's that's what this person's issue was they couldn't find a meaningful relationship and they felt the desire and need to be like everybody I, I else don't, i don't know that that's necessarily true the the issue with incels is that uh that they want to i mean people say that you know they want to develop a meaningful connection or whatever it's no they they want to be able to have sex and it's yeah. not just like being able to have sex. It's being able to have sex with the women that they find like supremely attractive. Right. So you know, it's I basically it's like, pardon me. I said, I think, I think what you're saying is a fairer statement. Yeah. A lot, a lot of times they, they become like uh, unhealthily fixated on a certain type of, a certain type of person. Um, I was in a certain type, certain type of woman, but it's not, I mean, there, there are women. As a matter of fact, not only are there women incels, the, no. the concept of incel actually started with women, but, um, there, yeah, there, there's an unhealthy fixation on, on a very specific type of person that they want to have a relationship with or want to have a sexual relationship with. Um, and sometimes they don't even try 
they just sit around, upset, <clears throat> excuse me, upset that they know that they don't have a shot. So I, I don't know that I would really like pull insults into this conversation because that's that's a whole different that's a whole different social dynamic, a very and a very like disordered one. I think where it comes to like this issue of loneliness and uh, depression, especially around the holidays, um, there's there's like a, a conflation of two things because I'm I'm seeing a lot of like uh, like I'm seeing a lot of chatter about this in the wake of the uh, the Club Q shooting in Colorado Springs, plus with people having like loneliness over the holidays, plus this recurring conversation about um, one in three men under the age of 30 not having essentially any sexual life in the last year, possibly more. And I, I think what that is, is um, using the wrong metric to understand men's mental health. There's a lot of men that simply, like, even if they're in relationships, don't want to have sex. And I find that perfectly fine and valid. I think what we probably should look to is a matter, or what we should probably look to is studies on loneliness. And uh, so there was a, a, a paper. I'm actually going to go ahead and uh, I'll drop the Sci-Hub link, actually. I'll, I'll, I'll drop it in the other uh, chat. But there was a paper that was released in uh, 2020. Um, it, the title of it was Loneliness Around the World, Age, Gender, and Cultural Differences in Loneliness, Personality, and Individual Differences. Right? And uh, this was uh, this was published. Um, what is Okay. Then, uh, Rory, is it, El, is it Elsevier? Elsevier? I don't know. Like the, okay, this pub, this publication, um, I can never bloody get their, their name right. Anyway, um, so yeah, it was a uh, it was it was a uh, fairly uh, broad study on um, on on loneliness metrics. Like who who is lonely, how lonely are they, who are the most like, lonely demographics, and what the study found was that young men tended to be incredibly lonely, just just very very lonely. Um, young women were not far behind them. As a matter of fact, at any age category, um, women are not far behind the men, but they were finding that men were the most lonely. And that was actually, uh, it was a, it was a trend reversal from another study that came out in 2018, where they actually found that women were more lonely. Um, but what's happening, um, with men now is that, uh, when, when combined with this finding that uh, a lot of young men are, are not like they don't have active sexual lives. Um, they pulled from, at least I saw in this article in Psychology Today, which people keep on referring to. This is only from back back in April of this year um, by a uh, a uh, psychologist by the name of uh, Greg Matos, who is like sort of like a, a psychology influencer. Um, and he posted yeah, an article he, he on Psychology He runs a date, a psychology and dating podcast. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, it was a lot of self-promotion, but if you, you want know, to very, very pers- that, the very first paragraph of the article that he linked to, right, was uh, well, he he links to the study, but he talks about how it is that young men are lonely. But the problem is that's kind of BS because the study, if you like, if you dig down a couple of links, uh, the study that uh, that was that he's basing this conclusion on didn't conclude that young men are the most lonely. But then he he kind of takes it off into a weird direction, basically saying that. Uh, you know, because of dating apps and the competitiveness on dating apps and that you've essentially like marketized relationships, um, uh, what you find is that 60, 62% of users on all dating apps are men. Um, what he didn't say was that uh, it was like, so for women on those dating apps, like the, the rule of the Pareto principle always wins out. Uh, and in this case, um, 80% of women on dating apps are basically competing for like 20% of men's attention. So the the problem is like even though, you know, uh, 
two out of three users on these uh, on these dating apps are men. Um, the women are very very selective about who it is that they're swiping on. He also says that uh, relationship standards are getting higher. Uh, women are getting increasingly selective. Uh, he also said that men have a skills deficit. Um, says here, uh, for men, this means a relationship skills gap that, if not addressed, will likely lead to fewer dating opportunities and longer periods of being what single. A, what, a, what a bloodless way of describing like, I, I think that's the biggest yeah. problem for me. Is it's like, oh, there's a, there's a skills, a, a relationship skills gap. Men, men need to really think about the Pareto principle when it comes to like dating. It's like, this is just bizarre. Well, then it all, it, it went in another direction. Like w- uh, people were saying like, oh, you know, like women are ger- getting very choosy because they're making higher incomes and, and guys are not keeping up with women's education, with women's incomes, uh, how far they advance in the workplace. So men need to step their game up to which, I mean, my first, my first instinct when I heard that was, whoa, 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 wait a second, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. So when men were making more money and uh, were more highly educated, uh, nobody was saying to women, "Hey, you got to, you got to step your shit up, ladies. You got to, you got to catch up. If you, if you want, if you want to, if you want a man to date you, you need to up your income. You need to up your education. You need to get on his you level. Need to hit the gym. You need to hit the gym. <laughs> you know, like that's." <laughs> But I'm saying, but that's, that's not what was happening now, but now, now, (laughs) now apparently that women are like, women are, are, are outpacing guys in, uh, workplace achievements and educational achievements and and income. It's like, well, guys, step your game up. It's like, well, wait wait a second. I I thought, I thought we were, I thought we were getting rid of the gender roles. So basically what you're saying is like, no, we're going to keep the gender roles in place, but guys just need to like make more money now. Here's, here's the thing. Like the way I look at this, cause when he when he points that out, what he does is he doesn't really cite like a particular paper or any kind of study. He cites I do a live TikTok show and speak yeah. to hundreds of audience members every week. I hear reoccurring dating themes from women between the ages of twenty five and forty five, and it's like, well, yeah, of course they're. I mean, it's like, yeah, I run a uh, a men's workout show where we talk to men between the ages of twenty five and thirty five, and uh, actually turns out women. Are <laughs> who would have guessed, right? Like, who would have guessed yeah. that that women between the ages of of twenty five and forty five blame men? And it's like, and alternatively, right? Like, who would have thought that men between the ages of twenty five and forty five blame women? It's like, of course they do. Everybody blames everybody else. Like, you're, you know, it's. And, and I'm sorry, I really do think that uh, a a TikTok uh, therapy themed dating show is probably going to be frequented more by women than by men. I'm just, yeah. I'm, I'm throwing that out there. I, you know, maybe that is me giving in to cultural stereotypes, but. Yeah, no, you can, you can just speak your mind. Robert, what's up? What's up, buddy? Hey, you guys hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Okay, nice. Yeah, well, I mean, in terms of people having poor, like, relationship skills, I think it's obviously men have to work on that, but so do women. I mean, just like everyone in general. Oh, work, but... work on what? Just like relationships in general. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. You know, it's really strange. There's just, there's just I also like, feel... uh, sorry, I hate to cut you off, but there's just really like, um, and maybe somebody can, you know, maybe a, a caller in the queue can help me out with this. I hear this one all the time now that men need to work on their emotional intelligence. What the fuck is emotional intelligence? Like, I, I can understand that. I think people generally, I don't think it's just men. I think people in general need to work on their communication skills and say what it is that, say what it is that they mean. 
and communicate yeah, with others that they empath, want. So I uh, don't really work on that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think it no. I mean, grows, okay. Grows. Listen, like you, you cannot, you cannot, and, and this is why, like I, uh, this is why my fucking autism brain cannot, like I, I can't stand, uh, passive aggressiveness, like. Trying to tell people that you need to get better at understanding what it is that your partner wants from you. Well, my, what my partner can do is open their fucking mouth and say what it is they want. I shouldn't have to intuit or divine it. I don't need, I don't need a, a, a divining rod that's going to lead me in the direction of the correct conclusion to make my partner happy. They can just say what it is that's on their mind. Sorry, Robert, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it kind of has to go with what we said before about how people just like, uh, you know people need to just they don't know how to like talk to just like random people on the street or just like mm -hmm. strangers in general like they always you know they always have like like have the the last word you know like they they can't just leave things to be unsaid they always need to be kind of like showing off and i think that a lot of people are feeling very inadequate and especially mm -hmm. like you know i don't think like i think a lot of these problems are just kind of exacerbated by like dating apps i don't think it's like i don't think dating apps are like the cause of this but i think it makes it way worse because you know if you're looking on a dating app like you see a picture and like a short little blurb of like some interests and like the only way you can judge these people is it, it you know it's basically like an interview it's like you're going through like a checklist versus like like a more like you know quote unquote natural way of meeting people which is just you're doing whatever you're doing in your normal life and like there's at least like one thing you can have in common with someone like i don't know like you're just doing like the same activity and that's like how you meet them versus you're just going through like a checklist of like, oh, I don't know, you know, how I mean, how you look is probably like the number one thing, right? Mm. Then like, you know, yeah. what school did you go to? What is your work, which is something you wouldn't necessarily know about someone right away. Mm. Unless it was kind of like through like a quote unquote, natural, natural process. But I think a lot, I, I think people being feeling inadequate is, is the biggest thing, because they're just like very scared to not be perfect, you know, when people focus on like how much sex you're having, so what, it's like, you, what, you're, what you're basically saying is it all comes down to Riz. Yeah, uh, you have to explain that. Yeah. Oh my god, you don't know about unspoken Riz? You, okay, you guys don't you, you guys don't watch Kaisen that. I probably shouldn't either. No, your your ability to kick game. Is what, is what I'm trying <laughs> yeah, to say. but I don't know. It's it's like yeah. so weird to like base how lonely people are based off of how much sex they have because it's like, I guess like the sex is just to show off to other people at that point. Mm -hmm. You're like it's, it's like the show off. To yeah, it's other like people. an end zone dance, like you know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really strange, and I don't know. Like I don't. I mean, I guess the way I was raised is just like I'm not too worried about being like alone, at least you know, for for some period of time. But I, I think what makes it really worse now is just like how eviscerated society has been, like on a whole. Like you know, all like a lot of like social programs and like social events have been kind of like defunded, and people live further apart. So instead of being able to kind of let go and kind of like do their own thing, they can't really do that. You know, like music programs or, or like arts programs are like defunded or like sports programs are defunded. So like fewer people are doing this. And especially with like how much money seems to have more of a dictate of like how successful you are, you can't just fall back on things that you yourself can do. Mm. And you're, because you're always sh trying to show off to other people, it's, if you don't have a, I don't know, like if you're not born into a family that can afford to, I don't know, put you into a sport, put, or put you into you want to know, you a skill know the, set. 
The wild part, though, is that no, actually, I was going to say the wild part. Like a, a lot of people have this idea that um, they need to, I don't know, like be able to like show themselves off. They have to like, I don't know, what those like flashing money or intellectual prowess or whatever. You know, like, you don't you don't need any of that. To be perfectly honest, unless you're trying to pick up what they call a sapiosexual, <laughs> an entirely. <laughs> which, you, by the way, can I? Can somebody, just, if somebody matches I, you on a dating app and calls himself a sapiosexual, block them immediately. There, that's that's a problem. Like, yeah, because it's like, oh, I, I prefer people who are smart. I don't want like, like yeah. as opposed to normal people who just like these like Neanderthals, yeah. like slobbering bang, around, just like yeah. banging. Like the they're at the bar, and he like can't even figure out how to like open his beer. He's just like crashing the can, and smashing table. it against like, the tabletop. Yeah, but it's it's like just yeah. it's like credentialism. Like you gotta have, have like. You got it's like you got to go to school. It's like getting like a college degree, you know. It, it, it might not matter for your work at all. The skill like, you know, your college degree, but you just have to have it otherwise no one's going to hire you. And you just have to have credentials and and if you don't check off enough tick marks, like you're not going to even be considered. And I think it's also weird because I think we're, like people are just like it's it seems like I I know it's always been that people are like mean, but it feels like it's it's worse now. So when you hear people being like, "Oh, you know, men have to step it up." Well, that if someone already feels inadequate and they hear that, like they're not going to go out further. And well, okay, that, so and then it gets into like a cycle yeah. of them get, feeling inadequate. They don't do anything and it gets worse and worse and worse. And I think it's just kind of compounded. A, that's a problem that I see now is that uh, when people say like, okay, well, guys need to step it up. Uh, here, here's, okay. You know how like for, uh, for a long, I mean, I've been hearing this since I was a teenager that, uh, you know, men need to get more in touch with their emotions uh, they 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 don't have to be as hard and stoic and all that shit. And the it, there was like this this unspoken assumption that women possessed that quality, uh, that ability to um, to be in touch with one's emotions, uh, to communicate with other people through emotions, to be empathetic and and so on. And it turns out that that's not true. That's not true at all. Like there there is no uh, there's no gender based uh there's there's no gender based function called empathy like it it exists or it doesn't exist now the problem with that you're either an empath it, or you're not you know you're... no 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 no, no, no. It's, it's not just being an empath it's also like just i don't know like like having a conscience and being able to like be empathetic and uh towards people and being able to like meet them where they're at and not have to like okay like not somebody who doesn't do the tough love thing you know what i mean there are people who just believe that, like, in order to help other people be better, uh, to help them through difficult times, you just have to be rough on them. You have to give them, like, blunt truths and all that. That doesn't work. It never has worked. It will never work. That, like, you, you treat people like you're their high school football coach and not their friend or their partner or a parent or a relative. You know what I mean? So what, what I'm trying to say here is that um, what's happened instead of Ben getting in touch with their emotions or whatever that may be is that women I think have kind of assumed that in order to like, in order to like assume the role of, of having taken the lead, it requires behaving like they think men do, which is basically to, to tell people, Hey, pack it up, you know, straight, straighten up and fly. Right. You know, men, you got to step up. And it's like, that's, that's just not going to work. It, it's a hundred percent going to, to make it worse. Yeah, like I it's, mean, it's very tough. It's very tough. Like, because men are raised with the uh, the expectation that you're supposed to provide, that you're supposed to be the higher income earner, 
that you're supposed to protect your family. And uh, society generally doesn't have a whole lot of sympathy for guys that aren't able to do these things. If you if you are if you go through a spate of unemployment, if you experience like uh, poor um, mental health, if you if your earnings are low, you get laid off. Any number of things that can happen that are completely outside of your control, and there's just no empathy uh, for guys in these conditions. But they they get called broke, uh, they get called emotional. Um, uh, there, there's like an implication that they might be like you know, homosexual, a little bit effeminate because they're experiencing feelings. So on the one hand, like society says to guys that, you know, we, we should be less toxic. We don't have to be as stoic. We should be, we should embrace feminine aspects. But then what happens when people hear that guys are very lonely and are not in fulfilling relationships or sexual relationships, the first thing people say is, well, guys just need to step their game up. And it's just like, yeah, all right, yeah. I, well, who's that going to help? The last thing or last point I would have is, I think the problem is a lot of people don't want to admit that they don't know what they want or like what's good for them. Mm. In the sense that they, you know, if you're asked like, what do you want, and like, I don't know, a partner. I I don't think most of what anyone would say respond to that question with is something that they like actually care about here's the thing it, not a lot, lot of people actually like not a lot of people actually know what they want in a partner and well actually, yeah I, I shouldn't even say that i think people deep down know what they want in a partner but uh they can't really ever communicate it you know what i mean yeah fat ass you know what i'm saying <laughs> well yeah i mean i, I think there's <laughs> things that are I want like, batty, you know? yeah, that are like pluses yeah. obviously right yeah. but it's not like uh you know i mean i look for me i look for fat pum pum it's like, so, you know, how are you, how yeah. are you going to like predict someone's like behavior and like how you, how you mix together? It, like, you're not going to be able to, I, I think putting things into like saying like, oh, I want like this, this, and this, like you're just making it like a checkpoint checklist. And well, yeah, people don't I, I know think, what they want. I think, for guys, I, I think I, people I think really guys, underestimate like, that. I think for guys, we've kind of gotten like cowed into just not being able to be honest about what it is that we're looking for because pretty much like whatever guys are looking for are things that are like deemed problematic. So for example, like if a guy says that, like, you know, he, he wants a woman to look a certain way. Well, it's problematic. Uh, if you say that, uh, I don't think, I don't think there's a lot of guys that ever talk about like what they want a woman's income to be or education. I've just never heard that in my, in my life personally. Maybe you've had a dis- no, it's, it's rare. Yeah. It's usually like, I, it's usually like physical or personality aspects that she's a nice person that she's, you know, she has a sense of humor, um, that she likes, she's a fit you know, she she what? She's a fit bird. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> She's a fit bird. <laughs> well, that's the other thing. Like, can I also just add that, like, I, oh, yeah. I feel like there's also been this weird sense of like, oh, we shouldn't, you shouldn't evaluate people based on their looks, which is like, yeah, but this is a romantic relationship. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. That's, not a that's the other thing. Like there's, there's like this, um, oh, what's it called? Like, uh, there's a dating app now. It's a new one. I always, I always love oh, to, to follow how dating apps sort of evolve over time but this one is you match with someone and then the more you talk to them the more of their pictures are revealed no which i'm like yeah no No. i'm gonna i'm gonna put a hard pat because here's the thing like can you imagine you're talking to someone it's going great and then they see your picture and they're like mingin yeah and then all of a sudden it just cuts off she she has she has a terminal condition called mingingitis that's that is rough man so like i i think that there's there's this weird growing sense of like how would i put this that men 
that, that we shouldn't like care about how people look. It's like what's inside that counts, which to a certain extent, yes, that's true. Mm, yeah, exactly. Men and women focus no. on. Here's the pro here's the problem. Oftentimes, um, especially like when we're talking about like people who are, um, I don't know, like trying to be in romantic relationships, what's inside will kind of like, it will begin to express itself as to what's outside. You know what I mean? Exactly. And, yeah. and I think that the thing is, I think what is inside matters, but it's, but like also like what's outside matters. Like this is a romantic relationship. Here, well, here's the thing. You're like, not you attracted it... to your partner. Yeah. You're not attracted. We, we, to we know I'm this sorry, about people. Like... You form your impression about somebody within like the first 10 seconds of meeting them. And, and much of that is physical. Yeah. Um, there's, there's nothing wrong with having like preference in terms of looks. I would even say there's nothing wrong with having preference in terms of like, whether it's like uh, somebody from your culture, your ethnicity, and so on. I don't see a problem with that. Uh, if like, for example, like white people who want to date white people, Asian people who want to date Asian people, and and they don't want to date like people outside of their group. I see nothing wrong with that whatsoever. I know that like there are, there are like uh, there is social conditioning that goes into. I swear to God, um, if you date my help, race, I'll fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> no, the social conditioning that goes into like where your preference is. It's it's not a hundred percent. Great nature. Talk. There's also a nurture aspect to it, but who fucking cares? I do not care. Oh, man, they yeah. crazy Vita, what's busy. up? How you doing? I'm not even gonna lie. How's it going, Vita? Yeah, I haven't, I haven't spoken to you in so long. How are you doing? Sorry, one sec, one sec. Uh, Tarodros, I, 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 I don't want to keep you waiting. Um, like I, I do want to uh, speak to you again. Um, no, I just want to make sure that people who hadn't I have a um, new, gotten um, into I produce an early morning public speaker. affairs show here in LA. Sorry, Vita, go ahead. And that's that starts at four thirty a.m. So <laughs> I'm not up like I used to be. So that's why I've been sort of not oh, no as you know podcasty. <laughs> but um, but um. No, no, that's good. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that for you. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I was I working. I produce a podcast for a local politician here in like LA. Work anxiety, but, um, so I'm glad you found something that you like. I've been just, I don't know. It's it's been a crazy life. My life has been crazy, but I'm glad. I'm I'm glad you guys okay. are doing this, having this conversation because I've been interested in. I've been paying attention to some of the news and like blogs lately around this topic. And I find it to be pretty interesting that the conversation has been so heavily focused on sex. And I agree with you, Q, that why are we not having this conversation more so around loneliness, which to me seems to be the, would be the more accurate way to have this conversation. Like what's going on with our issues around connection and affection and being able to get mm. that? Because whether you're in or out of a relationship doesn't necessarily mean that you are or aren't lonely, right? Whether or not you are or aren't Because um, how many of us also know people who are getting sex all the time and you still can feel be very, very lonely, lonely in a right? Oh yeah, the um, most lonely yeah. I've so ever I, been. So I feel like these conversations a lot of times are taking are are missing the mark. But before I get yeah. to that, I also wanted to comment on the conversation around attractiveness. I think sometimes we forget that attraction is a lot different than what actually matters when it comes to building relationship. Because sometimes what we're attracted to is fine; that can get us in the door. But, you know, just because we like the same music or because, you know, you have the type of body type I like or you have the voice I like or, you know, we have some similar, you know, interests, that doesn't necessarily mean that we're compatible on every other level, nor does that mean that we're in a position to be in a relationship together. 
right? Like, have you actually started to deal with your fucking trauma that you grew up that, you know, because uh, that's going to definitely play a role in our relationship. Have I healed from the shit that I've been, you know, um, plagued with growing up or whatever? Like, there's so many things that mm-hmm. are less superficial than the shit that we tend to focus on. And this gets to another point that I wanted to make, because I think we live so heavily in this very microwave generation of, you know, and we like things instant. We're all about instant gratification. We miss so much in long-term building of connection and relationship. And I I don't think that's completely our fault. And this goes into another point, which is I'm a strong believer that structural and economical changes in society impact the way that our social lives play out, the way our families look and all these things, right? Which I'm pretty sure is pretty obvious, right? If we look at even like industrialization and the impact that that has had on our ability to learn connection, for example, how we learn to be with our families, we just assume it's always been the case where the this ideal American image of, you know, the father goes out into the workforce and comes home and the mother is supposed to make make a home uh, and the children go to school and come home and the mother's there with the dinner and all this stuff, right? But that's only been since the suburbs have been created post-industrial, you know, post-industrialization era being And one thing I want to say real quick, Vita, is that like it, it kind of blows my mind to see black people talking about this, about, you know, the traditional family. And we we did not experience that. And I've, I've got the stats to back that one up, which is that uh, only one third of only one third of black women that were married um, had the ability to be like stay at home moms. Uh, Two thirds either were too old to work um or we're working we're working outside of the household so for the most part like and black families black in people post- do you know we're, we're married off to their cousin to to secure like a grain <laughs> trade <laughs> to serve yeah that's yeah yeah that's the other no, thing the, uh, so yeah the nuclear the nuclear family long. with a dad working the, and a mom to me and i'm just the, that the was things for, like, that i've been learning over time so you know i teach trauma-informed care so in that i learn about neurology and the brain and brain development um, and in that, I've, I've been learning so much about what's so natural around connection. And I've been learning that it's actually not natural for families to not be together. You know, for example, most people don't know this, but fathers, oxytocin levels, when they have a baby, when the mothers have a baby and have a newborn in the home, their father's oxytocin levels can match that of, of, match that of the mothers. But they have to be around the baby. But we have a culture where we send the father out, but the father's not involved, which is, you know, that's not natural. The father is actually supposed to be involved in the care of the baby. So his mm. and so his oxytocin levels can match that of the mother's. People don't know this, but we tell you, but we tell we've taught ourselves and we taught ourselves it's natural for fathers to not be as involved with their children. But we think we Yes. Yeah. Oh, but you know, yeah. but let me ask you, you a question. So Have we measured you know the oxytocin levels about, of and guys this is sort of a tangent, going. but kind of piggybacking off of that. <laughs> they, the, a lot of times it's measured in fathers as being okay. disinterested in their families because they do things like go golfing or they spend way too much time at work. But what they don't, people don't know about is, for example, that can also be an example of postpartum depression. But it's not measured the same way with fathers. So the 
people don't think about. So there's all these things that we don't even understand about how families and connection and love even work because we've been so brainwashed and conditioned by the way these, the structure of our society has been built. So the, we've been, we just believe that this is just the natural order of things and these things aren't natural. So our ability to connect and to mate have been completely, in my opinion, we, we've lost a lot of these things because we don't even know what's natural anymore. So now we have these apps. Technology has made mating so different now. Whereas, you know, so for example, before you met people who were, you were around, you built connections, you built relationships. People Now we travel all over the world. You graduate from high school, you leave your town. There was a time most people stayed where they were and you married the people that were around you, the people that you knew. So you, the people, the person that you knew from fucking, you know, seventh, eighth grade might be the person that you marry and spend the rest of your life with and you've built time with them in some way, shape, or form. That has completely changed. You, now you meet somebody today, you might you date them a couple of times, you might not even talk to them next month. It's so, we live in a whole new microwave generation. We're so different now. There was a time when people took time to build relationships. So, okay, now let's, now we're looking to build something. Now it's, we talk, because we're so focused on, and this goes back to a point actually that you made, Q, about how, you know, this image of what masculinity was and what being a powerful person was, women adopted that and saying, now I have to be bossy and mean and abrasive to be, you know, equal to a man. I would say the same thing happened with conversations around sex. And so now people think, oh, and just having lots of sex makes me equal to a man. And it has nothing to do with that. But you're still at the end of the day, just like men, you can have sex and still feel lonely. That hasn't, are you learning? And it's not even, yeah, I think a lot of it is like, to your point, a lot of it is not, uh, like they, they'll say, well, men get to do this, so therefore, and it's like, no, that is a man that you've just made up. Or you've met a couple of guys that were a certain way, and you told yourself this is how all men are, and you didn't even notice the other men that weren't that way, right? So a lot of things, and other things, sometimes things aren't, and I think you guys were kind of getting to this earlier, earlier in your conversation, not everything is as gendered as people yeah. try to make it out to be. Just like, you know, this assumption that only women have this emotional intelligence, men have to be more emotionally intelligent. Men, women are more open with their feelings. No, that no, we aren't always emotional with our feelings. It's not a naturally innate thing. A lot of women are very close with their feelings. That passive aggressive shit that people talk about, that's that's being not open with your feelings. Mm-hmm. That fear that people, just like men and men and women both deal with fear in relationships. Most, both men and women deal with the fear of rejection. Both men and women have been hurt. I don't know where this fantasy idea comes from that women are somehow better in relationships than men are. It's just some bullshit myth that's been perpetuated that men need to work on their emotional intelligence. No, women do too. So, like, it's something we all... Yeah, I think that the other thing, oh yeah, sorry, not to interrupt, but like, I think there's also, I mean, I, I think you're seeing more like women being more emotional because now there's, there is this growing sense that women have to like initiate because I've definitely been hit on by women much more in recent years than in the past. And it's yeah. funny because you start to see like the exact same things that women complain about when men, like when like they blow off men, but it's the same way. Cause all like, like, 
like if somebody hits on me, like there are times they when I'll like kind of let them down soft. and they have the exact like, they same just as much as they accuse men yeah. of feeling like entitled. They felt entitled. They want to, yeah. They, they start saying something they felt, shitty yeah. towards you. And they yeah. Felt embarrassed oh God, yeah. They, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'll put it this. I'll, I'll say this. Like uh, when I met. Like, I mean, when I met my then girlfriend, now wife, um, when, you know, we, we went exclusive and I, I said, like, I made it clear that I was in a relationship. Um, it actually made a couple of women upset that hadn't even previously expressed any interest in me. Like they, they, they hadn't like asked me out or had said anything about like having interest in me, but they actually got mad, uh, that SE and I, like, that I, I uh, you know, um, updated my relationships. I was status with SE on Facebook. Because they were doing, which, they felt like they were being friend zoned. But anyway, yeah, like, it was kind of wild because it, it's almost like they had, like, this entitlement to me. <laughs> well, whatever. Like, but we, we've never even that. had and that it's like, Again, it's not a gendered thing, but because we've, yeah. we've only told one story and we framed it that way, we've come to believe that's just what it is. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's not true. And it's, 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 it's Again, it's one of those things that frustrates me because then we're completely missing the real issues here, which is that people who are lonely, people who are hurting are going to be out here doing... And I, and I also agree that I'm not saying everybody who's hurting lonely is going to be aggressive and violent. And I don't think it plays out in these extreme ways every time, but mm-hmm. I do think it does end up hurting overall the the space in which we are all having to exist. Because lonely hurting people definitely are not the funnest people to be around but that's not always that's not the fault of people who rejected them i think that's the other part i get annoyed with some of these articles it almost as if people are being blamed for not wanting to date people they don't they're not interested in like what do you want us to do just fuck people for this just for the sake of the planet like oh yeah yes it was yeah yeah i've seen yeah that's almost like that um that one uh it was just like well because you know men don't have jobs and then women because they don't have jobs like well so then why don't we get them jobs right that has more impact on their depression let's go you know it was so weird to me like her whole thing was yeah that's the, yeah that's the other thing is that like sex is not the intent like sex is more of an indicator than it is a goal you know what i mean like having a healthy sex life is an indication of something but it's not the goal like i don't think a lot of people is a part well i shouldn't say this i don't think a lot of people really deep but you down would think but the way that people frame these conversations goal. What it's they not want actually is about creating solutions well it's about getting attention and getting clicks or whatever they want to get clicked on you know it's like a byproduct because of that if it was about creating solutions the conversation would be totally different i believe that because i also believe the issue is we don't have enough support for each other because the other thing that happens mm. on social media is you get clowned a lot the first thing we can't do is roast people so if somebody says they're lonely, we're not we're not thinking, oh, let's go support this person. And, then, and I'm not saying the internet is for that, but the reality is we don't necessarily have the best 
track record of support for people. So it's beyond just, oh, now that we need, our goal should be to get people sex. We should be talking about, well, how do we support people? Just how do we be better friends to the people in our lives? Like, how are we, are we doing that? Are we, are we, are, are we, and how about how many people on the internet, just people around us? Are we a part of the people who are making people feel isolated? I know when I was growing up, I was one of those kids. If I saw a kid who felt, who I felt was being left out, I would always be that kid who was going to go try to get that kid to feel included. Cause I just didn't like that way. I always felt, I, I hated how I felt when I felt rejected or felt left out. So if I felt like another kid was being left out, I would always go get that kid. Adults don't really do that. At least I haven't seen enough do, adults do that much. Are we doing that as a No, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you want to make sure that uh, nobody feels like uh, left out or left behind. And yeah, that that's not that. It seems like that's no longer an instinct. That is not not only that. Like not only is it not an instinct that we nurture in each other. I would say like this is something that um, I grew up. Uh, I, I, this is something that I really kind of grew up depending on in the black community. That we tended to be there for each other in difficult times. And now that's just not only is it no longer the case, like it hasn't just fallen away. People are actively like antagonistic and antipathetic towards it. It's just like, well, why should I, like, why should I, why, why, why is anybody entitled to my time, energy, or attention? Exactly. Exactly. I, I, yeah, I I don't know. I was raised, and that's probably why I butt heads with people so much on social media. Cause I'm like, I, I just can't believe people are acting like this now. Like, well, people don't ask community, but they have no idea about community. On Twitter, people was upset at somebody who said she was gonna make chili for her neighbors. Yeah, <laughs> we brought that up earlier. I thought somebody had a whole essay saying why it was ableist. Yeah, the where, where it started was somebody said that it was like, um, what she like what she did making chili for her neighbors was like uh, somebody grabbing a wheelchair user's chair and moving them. That was the interesting thing because it started off as like you're a pick me. That was the interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It started like, off. Yeah. Yeah, a bunch of radical feminists were like, "Oh, you pick me making food for men? How dare you? You should make it for homeless people." Which, by the way, can I just say, is it just me or are there more people like that now on? They're on proliferating. Twitter? It's like it's I've like noticed that. that. It's like that scene from the end of Gremlins where like Stripe is climbing up the water fountain to, and he just like touches the water but unfortunately like the window shades weren't pulled up in time to like for the sunlight to kill them is they're just like multiplying all over the place yeah it's it's bizarre because i see them now more and more like and i don't know if that's just like some weird algorithmic switch or if that's like more people are noticing that because i've i there were years on on twitter i never saw these people and now it's like every other week it's like i'll i'll check someone's cuties there's just a million people like that and i'm like mm, yeah who are these people yeah um well vita thank you thank you so much for uh for yeah, calling thanks, in. Really appreciate talking to you again and feel free to feel free to drop by anytime thank you very much thank you and congratulations on the you yeah congratulations on the job yeah thank you all right take care all right uh to Bodros, where's God also- bro Go, Sorry, go ahead, you, Rory. You, you, you go ahead. I was, I was just going to say, like, the other thing that I find funny, especially about, like, 
the connection between loneliness and sex. I mean, if you've, I mean, you know, like I, that's, I think people have for a very long time recognized that, right? Like what's the sort of the ending of, is it Byron's uh, Don Juan? Like what? the, I don't know if you, uh, you know the the epic poem Don Juan by Byron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you've heard of Don Juan, but then there's the. I mean, the the sort of twist. I think it's at least in one of the versions is like he's. It sort of reveals like all the women he slept with, and they're just like anyone. Like literally, he sleeps with anyone, and it's sort of like this reveal of like, oh, this guy is like a nutcase and like a lunatic. And so I think they're, they're, the idea that people are just having sex for the sake of having sex, I don't think that's ever really been a thing. And when people do do stuff like that, it's it's sort of reviled, like as Byron did. I mean, it's it's not supposed to be a No, I, I, I get where you're going with that, because most of the women I still hook up with now, A, are women I've known for multiple years, and B, in one facet or another, they've either saved my life or I've saved theirs. So there's actually a connection there. Like the yeah. girl I like the girl from Detroit I mentioned earlier, I saved her and her kids from her ex-husband who was beating her at, at one point, which is why she still stays in touch with me. So that's one but that was the first thing I wanted to say to that one. But you were saying er- earlier about um people not wanting to talk about their preferences openly. Let me be the first to say my preferences right here and right now. <clears throat> I like my women how I like my liquor. Very dark, very strong, and possibly from some part of the West Africa or West Indies. Now, <laughs> why? I'm being honest. I like I like right. black women. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm just being real. Here. I hope she picks you, bro. She has okay. <laughs> again. Most of the chicks I have in my life now are of that classification. Congratulations for you. I'm I'm very proud of you, and I hope they're proud of you too. Vita, yes, it is very specific. It's like I live in a town where most of the girls here are like the same color as bark because they're like we have so many people here who like. So many biracial people here that most of them are his color now. So, mm. yeah, I know where my loyalties lie at the end of the day. Okay. So, but right. getting to the next point I was going to make, this is something I, I like what you said about the dual messages uh, we're getting from society. That kind of leans to another theory I had, and I can actually shorten this one up very, very easily. Everyone ask, is asking, why do we have all these school? Why do we have all these mass shootings? Why do we have all these young men doing it? And they try to tie it a little bit to the uh, or massively to the whole loneliness thing. Mm-hmm. I can see one other angle that no one that which is by the way us, like this. It's just a complete misdiagnosis. Like it's kind of oh, absolutely. I yeah. every time people bring that up about them, I always about lonely guys. I hate to say it, but. Michael Moore, that that scene in Bowling for Columbine, when he talks to uh, to uh, Marilyn Manson, Marilyn Manson, everything he said there, absolutely on Spot point on. about this whole thing. Yeah. But that leads to the point. We live in a culture that does give everybody mixed messages in so many ways, and one of the w- ways you get the violence out of it is, and also kind of how you get guys 
you know, quote unquote, tapping out of society is this. We live in a culture where men are told, like you said, be more emotionally intelligent, be this, but, you know, be more sensitive, all these different things. Uh, Vita, to answer your question real quick, it's on YouTube. I, I can't really go down the list, but like just Google uh, Bowling for Columbine, Marilyn Manson scene. It'll it's like less than five minutes. You'll you'll find mm-hmm. it. But I think the reason why we have these the violent element to it is as men, you've especially for guys my age, I'm using I, I forgot how old you are, Q, but I won't gasp on air, but I feel like for guys my age, what's going on is we grew up watching war after war after war after war getting waged and justified even though they were waged for stupider and stupider and stupider and stupider and stupider reason. Uh, Cranel, I'm 31. Uh, and the thing is, I use this example because think about it. We're in a culture that is simultaneously telling us, be more emotionally intelligent, be more in touch with your feelings, this, 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 this. And what we, and I want to make this very clear. The, the specific type of women who are pushing this narrative are the, are part of the, a big part of the problem too. Cause it's not all women who are pushing this shit. It's a specific type like what was it yeah barbara Ehrenreich called them the professional media class yeah it's that's the, those people are the problem here because yeah, that's professional managerial class yeah yeah that's who's running the whole goddamn narrative people who are detached from normal people which is how you get this entire media class of women who call women pygmies for making chili for guys in wheelchairs <laughs> You see what I'm saying here? The women yeah. who are running this narrative have no attachment. And again, going back to my earlier point, the men around them are all the most bowed and chastened motherfuckers ever to beat they let in the room. And they hate them because they know that's why they were let in the room. And the way you get the violence out of it is, is like as a guy, for me, from the from from September 10th, 1991, when I was born to September 10th, 2001, America was involved in a great deal of conflicts that I didn't realize it. Like, in, I mean, yeah, the whole Bosnia thing, but you know, they, they, we, we live in a culture where the people running the narrative are women who want men to be emotionally intelligent, all these different things. But then they want them to somehow be the guys who check other men for being a problem. And the problem is, is that those women are like not realizing or maybe they are. And there's some bigger thing here. I'm I'm not going to like put the tinfoil kufi on completely yet, but. I feel like the women, specifically the type of women who are controlling this narrative are ones who make who, I'm not saying they cause it, but they kind of play into this, which is the norm of America being a very violent culture. Where they play it is you have these people who are simultaneously telling men, 
be more sensitive, be more culture. Then the next thing down the line, what do they do? Advocate for some dumbass war the CIA said we should go into. Or God, like fawning over some like random like superhero at the lightest example. Like it's like some guy who like on camera punches people left and right or whatever like white guy with a beard who's shirtless that like, you know, that all the like that, you know, insert group here calls uh, White Bay. Like that's who's running the narrative. Women who have this weird, conflicting idea of what men should be, which is, I want you to be kind and understanding and sensitive and into my, and touch my, and, you know, in touch with your feelings and my feelings. But I also want you to somehow be the kind of person who would carry some sort of gravitas, whether it be masculine. I want you to be able to, um, I want you to be able to uh, grab something off the top shelf for me, um, open a pickle jar, and uh, step between me and the guy I picked the fight with at the bar. Exactly. Like, thank you, you. You just you want you want to be able to you want to be able to sprinkle like a little bit of toxicity. Oh, it's gonna be a little bit. Of yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. And again, just to make a quick point, that is exactly why I have to go back to a first, original point. That is exactly why I've told told my mom for years i do not listen to her about dating advice because she says like, why not you had me with a high school dropout and my brother with a married man you don't get to decide anymore <laughs> anyway going back to my point she thinks like that be, she thinks like that despite everything i just mentioned here because of that mentality that was fostered in well not all women obviously but the type of women who either like like her consume that media or make that type of media or content are the ones running the narrative. And those are the ones with no real attachment to if it works, if it has any like real effect. It's literally like how like like on Tumblr when people would come up with ideas for politics that you could just look at and just say, this is not going to work just within the first sentence. You know what I'm talking about? Like, give or take, like, like, I don't want to name anything because it might get, it might have, be problematic, but you know you're being very, you're, Here's the thing. You're, I should have actually, uh, I should have like heard you along a little bit earlier because you're, 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 you're dancing around the point. What are you trying to say? What I'm saying is, is that the women in charge hate the men that they've let into the, in, that are in the media class that are at their level. And now, and that's part of the reason why they have this weird schizophrenic idea that we should both be like, you know, they, they want a guy who has like, who has like the physicality of like you Q, but they want a guy like you to have like the personality of like, Vosh, you see what I, that's what I'm saying here. Fuck it, that's what I'm saying. That's why there's so Are you much. Sure, that's true. That's pretty much an example because it's not the reason the violence comes in is that you keep pushing this narrative that we have to like defend you from shit that either like not even shit they cause, but it's like it's not even the shit women cause. It's like. If you want me to deal with this thing, you're gonna have to employ some bit of toxicity. Okay, here, here's okay. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna and and don't take this the wrong way. I kind of feel like you're reading, um, 
your mother's attitude into women's intentions. Oh, no, 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 no. This is not my mother's too crazy to be used as an example for other women. No, no, no. I'm not I'm not saying that, like, you think that every woman is your mother, but I think you're reading a little bit of your mother into like into what might even be like completely innocuous actions and intentions. Actually, no, I am not reading too far into it. And trust me, she's not the point I would read into things on. The question I have is, why why does it matter what media women? I mean, are like if you're yeah, if yeah, your yeah, issue yeah. is media yeah. women, why like just don't date media women or just don't consume that media? Okay, I will tell you why. Because in the age of social media and where guys are being lonely and having a harder time, the collective narrative around our like ideas of how dating work is essentially controlled by these types. I don't think it is. No, I don't think uh, so. I, I don't think not so. by everybody, I, I, not by everybody, but the mainstream within the media, mainstream media, the thing that like all the normies consume. I, I, don't, I don't know, know. if I, I necessarily agree with that either. No, I, don't I, think here's so. the thing. I, I think that I think that you're a little t- in a little too deep into to social media. I think that's because like, I don't I don't think that this is a, a common that common of an issue. You know, I, I don't think that women who want a, a muscular Vouch, who like, I don't, I don't know. First who, of all, I don't, I don't know, know who that Vouch there are is, any women really? out there that want a muscular Vouch. Vouch. Okay, I'm not saying Vouch, but what I'm saying is they want a strong simp. Fine, I'll fucking say it. it they want a very strong I don't think, simp. Here's a, just j- based on women that I talk to. Like not women, all women. women. I want to make this clear. I, not all women. No, not I would even say like I, no. I, I would even I say, say most women. I wouldn't even say if, most. I'm not I even just, saying most. Either. I'm saying either. this class. I'm saying this class of yeah. women are the ones. But the then ones... just don't just don't care. Who cares what they think, right? I mean, it's it's one that's of those what I'm saying. Where... That's what I'm saying. Well, just then, ignore those. But then groups. don't. But then, like, but you're on here complaining about them. Yeah, because back when I still had a media job on a few places, those times got me kicked out. Yeah, but that's that's like a a, a personal thing, right? Like it's, it's it wasn't just me; they got a lot of other good people fired. Okay, I I just don't think that necessarily has to do as much with dating as it does with when the main like, people or, running or even the like loneliness. Or no, it actually yeah, I mean, does. Think about it. These are the people constantly writing articles about loneliness, but with no real fucking ground to it other than, like, whatever, like, bowed and chasing motherfucker they could find to speak speak for men there. I, well, here's the, here's the thing, though. Um, I, I think that that's what they're always going to do regardless. And I, I, I don't know. I find it, I find it less useful to complain that people who were always going to do a thing, do a thing. You know what I mean? It's almost like people who like, okay, like people who complain about like Marvel movies, like on the one hand, like I, I, I I do derive a little bit of sick pleasure by like watching them and then telling people. I fucking hate those movies. I hate them. But at the same same time, am I mad at Disney for making these movies? No, because that's their job. Their job is to make cheap, easily consumable product, broadly consumable product that doesn't offend anybody, that is sterile and sexless and inoffensive, 
like th their job is to make thin gruel and to reap as much profit from it as possible. That's their job. So I'm not going to get mad at them for it. Yeah, I, I just think that there's. I don't think it's the majority of women that think like this. I don't. Think I don't think it either. I just think it's. This well, but then, but the question then is, it's like, why even? Then just find other women. I mean, I think yeah. that's the reality. That's what I did. That's what I did. My problem here with that group, why it's such a problem in my head, is I am surrounded by guys who still take those kinds of women seriously. Right. That's why it's a crawl up my ass. I am surrounded by too many guys, men with power too, who listen to those types of women. And I'm, and a lot of people are suffering for it. Jobs lost, people losing good, like positions wherever they were, opportunities. I'm tired of it. I am just tired of it because I've gone. Not even in my own life of seeing having it happen to me. I've watched it happen to others. What happens with me, I'll deal with, with with me. All right. But what makes it upset to the point where I'm getting like this is I keep seeing it happen around me to other people. Like if it was just me, I get it. It would be a personal thing. But it's gotten to the point where I keep seeing these, this kind of mentality just being like IRL here on some level like i just it's just it's just one of those things where maybe it's my, me i'll uh, maybe I, I am i i just i question what this has to do necessarily with dating what i feel i was what i feel like it goes into dating the reason why i brought up the whole shooting thing was that kind of also plays into the dating obviously because you know women being no it doesn't out. no it doesn't no, no, no. i'm gonna say I, it, it I, really doesn't i i don't think so i i think it's i think you have you have a point you have to say about something else and i think you're trying to tie it into dating because you're, you're talking about like like jobs getting lost i'm like i i don't because talking that's... about dating is pointless. It's all just a bunch. It's just well, a bunch then... of pageantry. Like the reason why dating now is so bad is because like the entire norms of dating have long since been exposed to people as being a gigantic big facade that's otherwise just arbitrarily chosen by whoever is, you know, picking and caring about that is. Yeah, but... Pointless. We all still have to. We all still have to live in it. So it's it's like you can you can say like, well, this is pointless, but it's like, well, so is everything else, right? I mean, so is complaining about people in power listening to the wrong people. It's like, mm. eh, what are, what are we going to do, right? That's also yeah. equally pointless. I mean, basically, you know, any political discussion is is really pointless at a certain level. It's like, well, you know. Well, I mean, let's not go too far with that because you're like trying to force me to never talk about politics, which. Well, yeah, exactly. So never talk about it. You know, instead, <laughs> you know, what I wanted to talk about was t these these lists of 65 best gift ideas for men where we evaluate it. Oh, but no, we have to talk. Yeah. About and yeah. And, and so do you see? Yeah. Would you have seen, you know, 83 live listeners uh, on that topic? No, you would not have. No. Owen, sorry to keep you waiting. Uh, yeah. And to thank, thank you for the thank you for the comment. Regardless, I just I, I yeah. just think I just think that uh, you're overstating the case there, bro. I, I yeah, oh, I, I think that at the end of the day, it's like, look, I mean, dating is what dating is. Everybody still has to date. Like you know, even at the you know, you can point out that the world is is a certain way that the forces of society shape us in certain ways. But at the end of the day, you point it out, and then it's like, well, 
unless you can change that at a personal level, which most of us can't, it's like, but we still have to navigate this world, right? In between now and the oh, period yeah. of time when Thanks these for are issues, me. whenever uh, that nice comes. Both of y'all, I didn't know. Right? And that's what we're here for. Colin had a face thing now. So yeah, oh, Owen, but uh, that's all right. Sorry. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Yeah, it's actually like a. It's oh, so yeah, a, I just want to, uh, I guess, ask you because uh, I haven't heard like access the to. entire. So actually, with us, though, it's an alpha test feature, if you know what I mean. Have you guys also discussed at all? how men specifically in loneliness uh, are lonely because of our changing sense of community that we have in here in America. Because um, specifically, I believe that like, uh, like our Reagan era individualism and the internet's like illusion of intimacy has changed our definition of community to be more specific and curated rather than being like, I don't know, uh, ideologically complex and multifaceted how, IRL relationships are and when it comes to men having relationships and community with each other I've found that like when it comes to how women have relationships versus men it seems like because of how society shapes men to be uh, how do I say this basically simply people who work themselves to death and then are kind of looked at as uh, sort of pillars in their community for working themselves to death. And I recently found out that was a specific problem uh, with black men called like the John Henry syndrome. And I think that that's something that maybe, I don't know, we could deal with, but how do we do that when a higher and higher amount of people spend more time on the internet rather than mm-hmm. the neighbors across the street in their own neighborhood? <laughs> I'm sorry. I just I, I see this man over of, here like, a, a thinking, thinking, thinking of like a guy type. laying pipe versus like a Hitachi. And I'm just oh, like, for fuck's sake! Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I just oh my god! <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just, just like he just wears the fucking servos out. Anyway, moving. Uh, no, but um. I know, Q, if you want to talk to that. Sorry. I I, I honestly have no idea how to fix. I mean, I have no, I would have no idea where to even start because, un, unfortunately, like, you know, black men tend to be underemployed, uh, tend to be highly discriminated against in the workplace. I, um, straight black men actually turns out they're, like, more discriminated against than anybody else in the workplace. Um, Did you ex- – It's – yeah, it's, it's, it's very difficult to, like, propose a solution to something that has, like, a <laughs> – highly institutional basis um so yeah you can see like you know take time for yourself and and then take like you know uh, take care of your mental health black man you can say these things but unfortunately like this just isn't a world that allows you to do that um i'm somebody that spent like a lot of time working on myself working on my mental health trying to like you know regiment myself in such a way that i'm not working myself to death and nothing works like Rory knows that at any time that uh, he calls me up or texts me, like, what am I doing? I'm, I'm fucking working. Right. I'll sleep like four or five hours a night. Uh, it's, it's, it's unfortunate, but there's not really a hell of a lot that we can do about it. And not much I can do about it because I've got a family to provide for. 
Um, the only, the only thing that I, I probably would suggest though, or like, uh, I think that I, I think is necessary is for dudes to be able to have conversations with each other, um, without feeling like there's something wrong with the way that guys talk to one another. Like there, I don't know. It, it just seems like there's this, like, uh, this, this idea that like when men and very particularly like black men, um, get together and have conversations about things that are important to them and that are meaningful to them, that it's inherently toxic. It's inherently bad. Uh, but unfortunately, like, but you don't, you don't really get that in like women's spaces or like, I mean, any, any, any of those spaces really, it's really just like, uh, like cisgender black men, uh, people that are like assumed to be heterosexual black men when they have conversations with one another, like that, uh, LeBron Shane, James show. I haven't even seen like a single, single episode of that, but like that barbershop show. You know, people assume that it's like there's something wrong with it, that it's toxic. And it's like, why why should they not be able to, like, hash issues out between one another? Like, would anybody see, like, the view is toxic? Well, it's like yeah, that, I, I that think... LeBron James show was very sanitized because there's a bunch of celebrities talking to each other. Yeah, I, mean, I know. I I know. That's the other thing, too, is like, yeah, people assume that, like, how they talk to each other, like, the the, the way that celebrities talk about issues, like, everybody is speaking to each other about political issues, community issues, gender issues, whatever, like a bunch of multimillionaire celebrities do, and they don't. Um, yeah, I, I think I think, I think, think the answer to this is for more guys to have podcasts, is what I'm trying to say. No, we, no <laughs> you and I have often talked about how we need to have a version of The View. I, I don't know who our Joy Behar is going to be. We need, like, the most... Because the thing I love about Joy Behar, I know, this is a View digression, but, like... Yeah. I do love the way that Joy Behar. We need, like, yeah, we need like a really, like uh, a really surly, a really surly woman that also is just like God, refuses I mean, to be, learn be, the most basic things. Basic things, yeah. It'll yeah. be like because they'll be talking like, "Oh man, have you heard about like how Kanye has been like tweeting like anti-Semitic stuff?" And she'd be like, "Wait, hold on a minute, hold on. Now hold on. Who is Kanye West? <laughs> <laughs> what? Ye? Who is Ye? Who is Ye? <laughs> yeah." Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. No. no we, like, yeah. We do to... need to. We need to find our Joy Behar. I'm not sure who that would be, though. We also need to find a Megan. Our version of Megan McCain. <laughs> I, I no, we don't. Huh, huh. I, I feel like there there needs to be one person who's just reviled on any on any podcast. Um, yeah. We should. No. You know what we should do? Oh. Oh. You know who can be our Megan McCain? Fucking Jake Shields. Yes. Yeah. No, dude, Jake Shields. Wow, because Jay, I don't know, Megan McCain. He's the wild card because Megan McCain isn't a wild card. That's the one thing yeah. I will say. Yeah, yeah. her her, her points like, of view are fairly consistent. Yeah, they're consistently awful. Like they're they're just like yeah. if you if you think you have a bad opinion, if there's like any issue, you're like, what's the worst opinion that they're gonna have? It's like it's it could be it's gonna be held by Megan McCain. Yeah, you know, it's like too. But like, yeah. Whereas Jake Shields, like, he's yeah, he's the wild card. I we would get a lot of heat for that, which is fine. But like, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna yeah. I think like for our, our next live episode, I'm gonna shoot. I'm gonna shoot Jake a link. See if I can get him on here. Um, yeah, no, I. But I, I I agree with you though. Like, I think that the way that that men talk to each other is often very. It's always you. Oh no! You know who? You know you know who our Joy Bahar is. It's Michael Tanavasa. It's Michael. Michael Tanavasa. Uh, on Twitter, he goes by um, non-voting felon. 
Uh, uh, let me check. Hold on. My Michael. I'll, I'll know him by bless, sight. Bless his heart. Bless his heart. He is. He is a total like he's a guy, Joy Bahar. And the thing was too, like he he wants to uh, he wants to hop on with us, but his issue is that um, he lives all the way in Samoa, and not like American Samoa, but like Samoa Samoa. Oh, like the uh, yeah, yeah yeah okay yeah now I know exactly what you're yeah, about. yeah yeah Sorry. yeah yeah you know it's like place yeah. him yeah yeah he's our joy. as a matter of fact like anytime I tweet about shit like he'll always be up in my DMs like bro what does that mean <laughs> but the funny thing is like he'll he'll have like like the most esoteric facts down like he'll just have them nailed and then occasionally I'm just like man I can't believe I have to explain this to you he's he's a cool dude though all in the death. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think the closest you can get to a Megan McCain is Jake Shields. Because you're, you're just not going to get a guy with politics that awful that you can actually like stand to be around. You know what I mean? No, because here's the thing about guys when it comes to politics. Like, if they are... If they're the kind of person that rejects, like, liberal, like, kind of talking points, they're going to fully... Re- they're going to go off on, like, a weird tangent, Right. Whereas I think with Megan McCain, it's like not only is, does she like reject like just be, the things that you would say like a nice person would say that are like liberal talking points. She's also like too feckless to go like completely into like the Trump stuff or like really far right. Like she's not going to start talking about, I don't know, like drag queen story hour or something. She's not going to go that far. So she's like in this weird middle of like you're just nothing. You're like worse than you're just like stale air like in the middle, but this is very, very, very specific. So I think we should get back to, um, but no, like getting back to the idea about how men talk to each other. I do think that there is a certain amount of, um, sort of discomfort with like men talking to each other and and being very open with each other. And I think it is viewed with a lot of suspicion. Like there, you'll see like every once in a while, like viral tweets about, let me tell you, I got my boyfriend to ask, to show me the group DM and it was disgusting. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. I think people assume that like when, when there's like three or more guys having a conversation together, that it's like, it's a boys club. And yeah, it's, it's like, like we're we're just like yeah, drinking and, 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 and like, in that boys club, we're just like <laughs> talking about how much we hate how much we hate girls. And it's like ah, I just want to cheat on my wife and, <laughs> and make and make fun of the Hannah Gatsby comedy show. Yeah, you know, it, it's like they 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 picture like Don Draper. Um, although they picture who's like Don Draper's boss? who's in blackface. Uh, Roger. Uh, Roger Stone, Roger, not Roger Stone, Sterling. Uh, Roger Sterling. There we go. Uh, yeah. yeah, Roger. They just picture like four Roger Sterlings. Um, yeah. Also, it's like MMA. Uh, <laughs> and that's what they imagine like every guy's group chat is like. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, yeah, we, yeah, if we get Michael and like one more dude on here, that's our Sterling Cooper Draper Price. Yeah. Well, who am I? Like Pete? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, uh, Okay, so yeah, you're you're because uh, I I know that I'm Burt Cooper, like I, I'm I'm the uh, the elder the sage elder, so I'm the Burt Cooper, so I guess that makes you Don Draper. Ooh, yeah, there you go. No, no, just ego is just boosting through the through the roof. Uh, no, I need to have like that weird like '50s skinny fat 
body type. I need to really get into that. I need to start like smoking <laughs> again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Start yeah drinking. Smoking, smoking eat, like yeah, just drink for lunch and breakfast. Just eat like a spam sandwich every day for like breakfast. Yeah. Just like the weirdest food. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, you, but you, you gotta walk around smelling like an ashtray at all times. Well, I already do that, but you know. Okay. Well, I didn't know you smoked. Yeah. I I used to. I don't. I don't anymore. Um, okay. No, I used to smoke. I still have like a pipe, but like I feel like okay. that's very. Yeah, cute. I was gonna say. I thought we were. I thought we were doing body fascism. Which, by the way, I've well, that's lung out. fascism. That's not really that's the same enough. thing. Yeah. Right. Well, body fascism is absolutely smoking. <laughs> like. <laughs> like... No, no, no. Body body fascism is working out. Which, by the way, okay. So like. I know that everybody has like their their own ideas as to like you know exercise and depression and so on. I just I'm sorry you should you should get exercise. You should work out. You have you absolutely should. As a man, why are you not exercising? You have to. Yeah. You absolutely have to do it. I'm not saying that no, you need I... to look like uh, like Chris Evans coming out of the, the the Captain America chamber. Um when you got the super soldier serum, I'm not saying you have to do that, but at, at the very least, like you should be, cause here, here's the thing, like whatever else is going on in your life, you can always gauge some, like you can always, uh, like you have some sort of like, achievable, you have some sort of yeah. like measurable achievement when you're in the gym. And I, I think and, that and like, for, is... I think for a lot of us, it's kind of a thing that we crave fundamentally is what have I actually achieved? What, what have I actually done? You know what I mean? No, I, I, I think this is something that that people, like, people made fun of me for saying this, but you really do need, hiking absolutely counts as a hobby. Yes. Um, yeah. Or exercise. Absolutely. I mean, it's, yeah. you're hiking. You're literally exercising. Like, <laughs> uh, walking counts as exercise. Uh, but what I would, like, a lot of people, like, made fun of me for saying, like, get yourself a hobby with metrics. You know, like. Yeah. Things that you can point to, right? Where you can say, I am making, like, for example, I love working out, right? And I, I do a thing. I haven't done it the last week just because I've been sick, but it's, I squat literally every day. Like every time I go to the gym, which for two months was, was basically every day, I just would squat. Um, and I had a whole way of like doing it. Um, I had worked it out, but like, I could actually see over time, like if I graphed it out that I was gaining in strength, uh, working out. Right. Um, but that is like a metric, right? I am getting better. Whereas I think so many hobbies now are very, very much kind of like, they're not, they're not as, um, they don't have these sorts of metrics that you can measure yourself on. Like my hobby is reading. It's like, well, you know, are you, are you gaining understanding from reading? Are you like, are you, are you learning from it? Like, there's no real way to gauge how you're doing. So it's, it's like, there's, there's no feedback that you're getting. Right. Either you're not, there's no way to really gauge how you're doing on that. So it's very hard to like get, I would say, a sort of positive feedback loop from that hobby, as opposed to like sports where like, you know, do you score a goal or do you not? Like, are you more effective of a player or are you not? Right. There's, there are feedbacks that you get from, from being involved in those hobbies. So I, I think that not only just exercise, but having a form of exercise where you can measure your progress, right? Even hiking, for example, like, um, yeah, you know, um, okay. And I, I agree with the band of strays. Yes, you can, you can smoke and work out too. Uh, in fact, that actually makes you stronger, uh, cigarette tobacco actually 
protects your lungs from COVID. Oh, Lord. Uh, it makes them okay. stronger. It's like a vaccine, essentially. Uh, no, but um, the, the point I'm trying to say here is that one real good thing you can have, you know, I, I obviously I'm not a mental health expert, but no matter how depressed you get, like you have something where you can say, I have to go here every day to hit these mm-hmm. milestones, no matter yeah. what. Henry right? Rollins talks about that, actually. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's it's just smart. I mean, even... I mean, I, I hate to say like the, the make your bed crowd, but it's like, yeah, at the very least, like I, every morning I'm going to get up and I'm just going to make my bed. I'm going to have this just like one thing I can point to as a metric. And from there, you kind of move on, right? It's good to have these sorts of bedrock hobbies and bedrock interests that not only make you feel better, um, you know, it also... Um, not only make you feel better just because exercise does make you feel better, but it also, it's something that you yourself control and, and have complete command of, right? Like you are accountable to yourself to work out. Um, and that's sort of the way I look at it, right? You know, you always need to have something, right? And that, that will make your life better. Even if, you know, understanding that yes, depression, obviously, is a mental, you know, there's a lot of mental and chemical imbalances um, that that go on with depression. But outside of that, you know, having something that you can go to and focus on, like the gym or anything else, will improve not only your mental outlook, but also, you know, your physical outlook. And for dating, too. I'm sorry. Like, people like fit people. Yeah. Dude, it's a funny story. Uh, I actually matched with a girl on Bumble recently. And like the main part of her profile said, um, if you're obsessed with the gym, swipe left, please. I'm like, oh, perfect. I don't have to do it. I'm, I'm exactly. Perfect, yeah. And yeah. so uh, get this. No, hold on. I would have swiped uh, right. I would have swiped right just to make her life miserable. Exactly. And oh, here's, well, well, can I add on. one other thing? On. Sorry, I don't want to cut here you go. off. Right? Here, here we go. Uh, okay, after okay. the first date, we're talking on the phone. One of the first things she says to me is, you know, you have a really nice frame. Like, if you went to the gym, like, just a little bit, like, mm-hmm. it would... <laughs> oh, here well, well, here's the thing. <laughs> a lot, because I've noticed recently on Twitter, um, you have, um... What was sorry, going on? What? Yeah, there's a, a, I think there's a bit of feedback. Brady, you want to mute yourself real quick? Sorry, I just, yeah, yeah. a little bit of feedback. Um... What, what I've noticed um, is that there's this weird thing where, like, you have women who will just, like, comment on, like, very muscular women's pictures and just be like, I want you to, like, crush my head and, like, weird shit like that. Like, there's definitely been a lot of, like, women obsessing over really yeah. fit women. And yeah. I want to just say that I think, and, and this is my weird, like, pseudo psychology coming in, zero basis on this. I think that they really just kind of want like a muscular person in general, but they're afraid of like going or they're not that they're afraid, but they don't want to feed into like toxic masculine stereotypes about being muscular. So they're like, Oh, like, you know, it's like, I want a guy that doesn't really work out, but then it's like, you'll see, they see like a muscular woman. It's like, I want her to like kick my head. And it's like, that's really, that's really, yeah. Step on, step on my neck, mommy. 
I know exactly, and and also and it really is just like you just you 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 want a muscular guy, but the only way that you can express it, yeah, because you're straight, right? Like basically, they think they're me. They think they're me. Yeah, right? they're they're trying to like, but that's like, because that's because like I can like you, you know you, you put you put me in front of like Jade Cargill, okay? I can deal with that. I can handle it. You know what I'm saying? They think they're me. I can, I can handle I can yeah. handle me a Jade Cargill. No, I'm just, just saying that it, it's like they, I think that, can't handle a Jade Cargill. Get out of here. I'm just I think the point I'm trying to say is like I think that they're like people just like muscular people or like not mm-hmm. everybody obviously but I do think that there is this weird sense like they can't they don't want to like compliment guys. Or like they don't want to give into like toxic stereotypes. Well, about, first of like, all, nobody compliments guys out. except for other guys. That's true. Absolutely, that is absolutely right. the case. Yeah, exactly. Health is hot. It's but yeah, so they, they... Girls, yeah, girls don't want to admit they want it just as bad as we do. It's a secret. It's it's, it's how they got us under control. Yeah, wrong. exactly. And, and in the game at all, I'm not hating the game. I, I think That's that just they... how it is. <laughs> Oh, for sure. I would say don't let no, it be your whole personality. Here's, here's, I would say work out, but don't do let that. it be your whole personality. Like, if you want to, that's um, the mistake. How to, guys make. you know, like have. If you want to, like, be not lonely and have more sex, don't listen to women. Just, just do that. I okay. I will actually completely say this. disregard what women say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think a lot of guys who work out let that be their whole personality. In fact. I don't think they do. Yeah, I think I think people I think, say that guys will do that because they, I don't know, they're like they like try to make them Loki. I will say that there are guys that get a little too into it, but the thing is, they don't usually talk to women, or when they do, yeah, they talk to other the same, guys. They talk to other guys. It's the same thing with like people talk about like gun nuts and stuff, and it's like no, like if you've actually talked to like a guy, like they're not talking about like weird shit, like they're just talking to like other dudes about very esoteric shit, you know. And the same thing with working out. It's like they're not if, – if you really give yourself over to, like, working out, you're not, like, talking about how, like, women should lose weight or, like, making fun of other people at the gym. Like, they think you're, – what you're talking about is, like, what type of protein you should be taking when, right? Like, very, very, like, detail-oriented things about yeah. bodybuilding. Yeah. So – Talking to you about like you know when uh, creatine turns into creatinine and therefore is useless to the body, like the shit like that, right? Exactly. But they talk, they talk, they talk to other guys who are super into fitness um, on like forums. Yeah, like they're off on like bodybuilding dot com, like arguing about how many days are in a week. You know, <laughs> to yeah. this day, my favorite uh, forum. But yeah, exactly. Like they're not. They're not engaging unless you go out to a to like specifically talk to those people. They are not going to be engaging with you because that's they're like you guys are talking about two totally different subjects, right? Um, and but the point, I guess, the point I was more trying to say is that how to put this one one kind of consistent theme I think on this show that at least I have is that. And this is going back to what you had to say, Q, where it's like, don't listen to women's dating advice. I think that is one thing that, like, I, I hate to say it, but, like, 90% of the time I hear... send you into a spiral faster than listening to women's dating advice. Absolutely. It's, it's like, a it, dead it will end. Be, it'll be, like, your 13th reason why. 
I, I will say one thing. Fashion advice, if it's specifically a woman you know, or like, like sometimes you can like intuit things that like women like with fashion mm-hmm. advice. That's okay. They offer that listening to women is the fastest way to get laid. The woman, uh, what she likes and I, needs, like all that, that kind of so. thing. Like, I, I, I think that creating an environment that is specifically tuned to her, that is the fastest yeah, way to my a home run right there. Fastest way, fast third base. <laughs> In my experience, at least, it's, it's been the fastest way to a friend zone, but that's a whole other kettle of fish. See, my, my thing is that I, see, I haven't, I haven't listened advice, to women in probably like, ad- I haven't listened to women in about 25 years, so I don't really have these problems. Oh, I, I, I genuinely just kind of like, I do my own thing, sort of. Um, <laughs> I don't listen to anyone, but like, but the point of, the I guess the point of, women, is, the other, other thing to take into consideration here, what kind of quality of women are we talking about here? Because if, if you guys are talking about having like legitimate relationships with women who just put up with you guys not taking into consideration how they think or feel like, how good are these women? No, no, I'm, mar- I'm married with children, bro. Yeah, I'm married Okay, with no doubt. But like, yeah, there's, there's no, okay, that's, that's, that's not really the, the issue here, but like. You know, what kind of woman did you marry if she's putting up with you just like ignoring all her wants and needs? I don't, I don't ignore her wants and needs. Um, we, I, I would, yeah, I would say like, like we guys, have, no, here's, we're not, we're not, never, we're not saying well, never listen. When, listen okay, let me be very yeah. clear. Okay, no, 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 hold on, hold on, Lori, let me, Lori, let me, let me, yeah. Lori, let me clarify. <laughs> the thing is, my wife and I are able to communicate very clearly to one another. It took a little while for, for, and it takes a little while for anyone to get. So when I say it took a while for her to get, I guess not because she's like slow or something. It's because it sometimes takes people a little while to learn how to communicate with me, especially like in an intimate relationship. You have to be very straightforward with me and not sort of like wait around for me to pick up on clues. And a lot of times I think um, women are like, they think that they're being straightforward, but they're actually not because they are waiting for people to pick up on context cues and can't quite communicate exactly what it is that they want. Um, and I've learned a long time ago to completely disregard. I've learned a long time ago. Hold up. Let me finish. I learned a long time ago to completely disregard sort of like the first and second thing that people say what it is they, they want, not just women. I mean, people in general, because oftentimes what they actually want you to do is hidden in these layers of like, surface level communication either like a they're being nice or b they're being like a little bit obscure because they want you to pick up on a clue and i've just had to train people like i'm sorry you can't communicate with me that way it'll never happen you won't get what you want um so when i say like i just disregard women i I mean generally i disregard people because oftentimes people do not know how to communicate in a straightforward fashion And, and when i say you know when i'm referring to um when i say like don't listen to what i what i mean sorry about that is a lot of times people go, oh, like you should listen to like what women want and then like tailor yourself to that. And it's like, no, no, no. Because what they'll do is they'll tell you things that aren't necessarily correct or are, how do I put this? They, oh, I'm so sorry. My computer just kind of went crazy there. Okay. Or what they'll do is they'll tell you contradictory things. It's like, I want a guy that's assertive, but also I want a guy that like listens to me and like, and is willing to like, it, it's like these things that like, clash with each other right like mm. you know it's like they want somebody to be assertive when they want to be assertive they want somebody to be on the back pedal when they're on the back pedal it's like i want somebody that 
lets me be who I am, but also is their own person. It's like, well, that can be conflictory at times, right? It's like, you know, the same way it's like, I want a guy who's not toxic, but then they talk about like how they like guys doing things that are, you know, can be toxic. And I, I think the reason why they say stuff like that is because they imagine, they imagine the worst possible guy, the worst possible way you could interpret their dating advice and then build that dating advice around that, right? I don't know if you agree with me on this cue, but like, you know, they'll say like, I think women are very afraid to give specific, like advice in such a way that it causes them to, that like anybody could misread it. So it's like, you know, you should like listen to your partner. It's like, well, yes, obviously you should listen to your partner, right? Like, obviously, you know, it'll be very basic things. Like we watch like videos occasionally on the show where it's, it's just, you know, women give men dating advice. And it's always like very, either very vague and unhelpful or it, it's oftentimes like contradictory right and i think yeah. that's just because it's i think it's to be honest with you it's i don't know necessarily if even they know what they want and i don't necessarily there is a certain level of judgment that comes down if they express wanting something that maybe isn't copacetic with with everybody else right I, the same way like if you ask a guy what they want if and the first thing the guy says like yeah, I just want a girl with a fat ass, man. I just want, you know, I just want a fucking dump truck ass back there, man. It's like people are going to make judgments about you, right? Even though, like, maybe that is exactly what you want. But you might not express that. And I think, I don't know, Q, if you agree with me on that or... Yeah, this I, is just... I would say, I'd say I want the dump truck... And the brains. I want the brain and the booty. I need. I need. I need the balance between the brain and the booty. I. I think. I think. Well, here's the thing. Um, it's. I. I find it a little bit. Um, strange when, when guys talk about like you know I want a, a woman who's like classy and intelligent, but also like is well put together. Because I would say like most women, at least like most women that I've met, you know, like you'll meet some dumb women just like you'll meet dumb guys but i would say like most women are like fairly competent and if they aren't like well read or educated in a certain area can certainly catch up um so yeah when, when guys see like you know I, I want them to be like classy and intelligent and it's like nah. i mean i, I think women kind of have like the intelligence part down by default i don't really, really have to specify that i think most of us like i think most people just don't want to be around like dumb people period the reason that we have this idea about like I don't know, like a, 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 a pretty woman who's also a bit of a bimbo that came from the roles that Marilyn Monroe was given um, back before she was able to like branch off and, and create her own studio. Um, it, it's not, I, it's, it's just not my experience for most women. Most women are actually like fairly smart in, in a lot of ways, like a little bit more like crafty than guys. I, I think what we're generally looking for in relationships is like cooperation and agreeability and like good chemistry and not chemistry in a vague sense, but in the sense that like we find each other funny, we enjoy our conversations together. We find each other attractive. We would like to just like do nothing more than cuddle up in bed together on a cold winter night. Like that, that kind of generally like guys just want to be able to like lay his head down on his, on their girlfriend's lap. And then for them to just like pat his head and say, there's a good boy. That's all I'm saying. Maybe that's you. 
I want my girl. I want just a, a harsh, emotionally distant woman just to just to glower at me as I do yeah. my own thing in the back room. Yeah. And then we sleep in different rooms. That's the other thing. Can right. I just say that's 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 the dream is to have a house where you can have a guest you room. Sleep in different rooms. Well, no, you. I want to have. I want to have one of those beds. Like I saw this bed for the first time on that show Deadwood. Um, the bed where like there's a divider between the husband's and the wife's side. Yes, dude, I hate what did, that. What do you man. call those beds? What is it? I think it's called a trust bed or something like that. Uh, trust bed. I want to look this up. The hell is that? Also, the last guy who was on here, I just want to make this clear: there is not one woman I have ever met, will meet, or have will meet or have. Well, yeah, no woman I have met, know, or will ever meet. That will ever qualify that kind of logic ever have to be done towards them. It sounds like, like, I, I hate to be this blunt, but it sounds like you just date a lot of, like, Lululemon employees where, like, Who, me? No, the guys oh. in the last call. It was oh. like, say, you gotta do all this bullshit. Oh. It's like, you sounds like you just date nothing but Lululemon. I was like, no, I'm not jealous. I date, like, CNAs and security guards. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't date. Let's, I'm, jealous I'm, of I'm what? Awesome. You're just like jealous of what, Brady? You're just it's it's a guy who's like thinks he's good because he like fucks some like skinny white white chicks who probably like looks like look, look like she's fourteen or some shit. Big goddamn deal. Hey, I don't. Think uh, yeah, I wouldn't really. Uh, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't take it that far. Yeah, that's a little extreme. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, that's, that's taking it pretty far, bro. Okay. Oh, sorry. It's called the bundling. Sorry, it's called a bundling board. Bundling board. Bundling hold board. on. Yeah, Brady, all your haters are probably right, because I'm going to tell you right now, with the logic you're doing, you're going to probably wind up paying for one of those women for the rest of your fucking life. <laughs> yeah, let's not let's not go. Yeah, yeah. Towards Rose, yeah, don't, no, need, no need for all that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry, but I'm tired of that kind of logic. I have had to deal with guys like that my entire life, and I'm sorry. I, I'm just. Nope. I'm not gonna say it. Nope. Nope. Show some control. Hmm? Oh my god. I was Rika, moving on. Rika, moving, on moving, like... on. moving on. Moving on. Moving yeah, on. Yeah. Yeah. Moving right along. Moving on. I will simply say this. Yeah, you're right about the whole like people having not knowing what they want, but it, to get to the point, I was gonna say about that last guy. No. That is not a unified theory, and that kind of logic, I, I have never seen work, ever, ever, okay. ever. All right, all right. Um, What's up, Rika? Uh, How you doing? I'm all right. Should leave Rory alone in, in the vol cell category. That would be me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's go, dude. I, I'm so happy to see that. Okay, no, I love this bundling bed or the bundling bed idea, by the way. No, see what I want to do. Okay, so for those of you who don't know, basically what a bundling bed is, is imagine you take a board, stick it right down the middle. Just of the a, bed. a big like, yeah, like a two inch by like, yeah, a two inch by like uh, 12 inch board. Well, first off, here's the, ba- here's the first yeah. problem I have with that. 
What's that, that? You, they can still steal your fucking blankets under that because it's the same <laughs> blanket. That, that's the that, problem. They're gonna steal why, it. Hey, hey, hey! That's why you need to go hardcore and do like I Love Lucy: two separate twin beds or queen yeah. beds, whatever. Yeah. That you got. If you don't want any blanket theft, exactly. that is the safe route to go. This is what you want: like a bed that can click together and then pull apart. See that's yeah, you, sh- you shove them together when you want them to be together and you pull them apart. This is this is my philosophy on relationships. Like <laughs> Okay, hold on, hold on. Okay, so I'm I'm seeing what it was there for because I wasn't clear why it was there and I wasn't clear why like uh you know Seth and Martha Bullock needed a bundling board, but it was uh, apparently like a a board placed between so like if a if a if a man, if a young man is courting a woman um and you know I guess like had Traveled some distance to go visit the family and offer his hand in marriage and whatever. Uh, so, when co- courting couples would share a bed for a night, the expectation would, would be that they would remain fully clothed and not have sex. Um, despite this practice and all attempts at keeping lovers separated, didn't have a hundred percent success rate. So, bundling allowed couples, in some cases visitors, to share a bed and practice intimacy, but clothes are worn, and oftentimes a bundling board would come this, into this play to literally draw the line. Yeah. <laughs> before, before they invented soaking or like that, you know, like like banging each other in the armpit or whatever, they had the bundling bed. Um, yeah. Before yeah. No. Like ring. bed for couples married. This is awesome. Yeah. No. I. Yeah, but then here's the thing: she can still steal your covers from the other side of the bundling bed, and then you can never get them back. You have to take out the board to get your get the comforter. It's terrible. You just need two separate beds. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Or 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 just don't go to her house. Like don't don't sleep over at her house. Do you yeah, know what, do, do you know how power you know how powerful it is as a man when uh, she says, "Would you like to come upstairs?" and you say, "No, that's okay." So, no, sorry, and, I, I, yeah. I, sorry, yeah, I have to go yeah. to prayer. <laughs> <laughs> not even, not even. Oh, you know what? No, just be like, look, we can read the Bible right down here, <laughs> or the Quran in my case. But uh, no, just, no, no. You know what? I appreciate it. But, uh, I appreciate it. But I'll see you next time. You know? Yeah. Do you, no, like, it's, it's... do you know? Do you know? Like, I've I, like I've actually gotten people really mad at me for that. And oh, sometimes, yeah. sometimes I'll just do that shit just to do it. It's like people, how would I put this? Like, they really don't expect you to turn them down. Or to just be like, cool. The best, my favorite thing to do is when they like, is to go up and then just like, they'll be like, oh, let's like, let's watch Netflix. And then all I do is just sit there and watch Netflix. We know we're watching, like, you invited me up for fucking Netflix. For Netflix, yeah. Well, I wasn't really, I didn't come up here to do anything else. Yeah, let me let me show yeah. you a bunch of uh, videos that ever since Q showed me Peaky Blinders clips on YouTube, <laughs> just like oh. videos of oh. yeah, yeah. Show her Tommy some Shelby. Uh, Arthur Shelby fan cams. So, yeah, uh, oh, dude, they're like I. That's all I get on my recommended stories. Um, wait, wait, did you Peaky Blinders pill him, Q? I told is he now watching? Peaky Blinders pilled him. I, oh, yeah. I did. Well, okay. Can I just? We're gonna have a brief digression into Peaky Blinders talk. Can oh. I? Can I just say? Uh, that the the prostitute lady, uh, what's her face, Lizzie? Liz, oh, Lizzie, Lizzie, Lizzie? Yeah. fire, yeah. fire, yeah. absolute, yeah. Not not oh. this weird blonde. I'm I'm in the beginning of season three, I think the one the one where Arthur or where Tommy Shelby has a nice house. Um, yes, 
Yes. Yeah, that's season three. Um, you know, the, the, yeah, the, the scene with uh, the scene with Alfie Solomon in that season is like probably the best moment of the show. I need um, to see. I need to keep watching. But, I do no, like but hold Alfie up! But hold Solomon. up! Here's the thing: Anya Taylor Joy is also in this show. In uh, is she really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She doesn't show up till the fifth season. season. She doesn't uh, show up okay. till the last season. Yeah, Polly. Paul, uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, season five and season six. Yeah. So um, Michael Gray, who's uh, Polly's son, um, she gets into a relationship with him. And I remember, like, people were talking about how fire she was, and I never saw it. I never, like, no, from day one, I did not see I, it. I, do I always thought she had goldfish eyes. Yeah. I don't get the big deal with her. I've watched several movies with her in it. I watched The Northman recently. I enjoyed The Northman, but I was like... Oh, I watched The Northman recently too. She Amazon was like the Prime weakest, video, she baby. Was the weakest Let's part go. of the Yeah, she sure. just doesn't. She just doesn't do it for me well, when yeah, she's on screen. I can't explain it, but like whether I don't, it doesn't matter what the character. That's why I was devastated to hear she was cast as young Furiosa in the George Miller Furiosa prequel. She was cast know. as young Furiosa. No. Yes. Yeah. Hollywood but, has to stop. I agree. Dude, can I also just say? Um, that's every we've been getting a lot of weird stars like we more recently we've been getting a lot of like very weird looking british men that like are just foisted upon us that yeah. like it, it just like like who is eddie redmayne why was he in i was just the, I, when you said weird looking british guys that was the it's, first man that came to mind Fucking absolutely eddie, eddie like just oh the my God. weird looking yeah, just a fucking weird. Like, cause I, I watched this movie like the other day. He it literally called... looks like a salamander. Yeah, like, cause I'll be doing work and I'll just have a movie on in the background. It was called uh, Black Death. I'm like, oh god. Uh, it had uh, the woman who played Melisandre from uh, Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, yeah and yeah. and fucking Pretty Eddie Redmayne. And I'm I'm like, this guy is like, tw- sorry, sorry, yeah, I'm just trying to say Houghton. her name is Grace yeah, Van, Van Houten. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm she's pretty fire, but like that whole, like I'm sitting there watching. Like this guy looks like he's like 19, and he's in his like late 20s. He's my age, and he looks like he's 19. Um, yeah, no. Why? Why does Hollywood just voice weird looking people on us? Um, I'm more, bo- I'm more bothered by. Remember, the, remember the, the like stretch of, of time. Stars. <laughs> remember that stretch of time in the 2000s when like Hollywood thought that DJ Qualls should just be in everything. Yes. What? Who? DJ Qualls. <laughs> He's I probably before your time. Oh God, Jesus Christ! What was he in? Um. Oh my gosh. So, so many things. Uh, the new guy, Road Trip. Um, oh yeah, this is a little before my time. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he was a Delta Farce, my favorite movie. <laughs> what a... Yeah, Delta no, Farce. no, but Still now, good. now it's just a bunch of weird British dudes, like, 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 fucking Benedict Cumber, Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch. Right. Yeah, oh yeah, he's the other. He's the new weird British guy. We have another. We have another. No, he one hasn't been. No, he's not new. He's been around for. He's been around for a hot minute. He's been around for a while, but who else? Yeah, um, ever since Sherlock. Yeah, um, but I think like anyway. there's a new weird British guy. Is Timothy Chalamet British? I don't think so. No, he's American, yeah. but like French yeah. and something else. Or, yeah. 
he just all right yeah. all right guys cool it down in the chat i don't want to have to drop the hammer on anybody cool it down in the chat um sorry just just to just to bring things back on track here um sorry mm. we were like sorry it was back to anything anya taylor joy back to peaky blinders um how the hell do we get on this topic anyway yeah you got peaky, peaky blinders pilled by me yeah, i got peaky anyway, blinders the, the, pilled that's how you solve your loneliness, okay? Just like exactly. sit, sit at home and watch Peaky you, you, Blinders. You, you sit, cannot feel lonely. You watch you Arthur you Shelby. Watch you've got Arthur Shelby with you, right? You, yes, you get the same like... haircut that every guy on <laughs> uh, every guy on LinkedIn now has. Which, by the way, can I also just add yeah. that I love the way you can tell who's a good guy and who's a bad guy on that show based off of like the height of their fade. Like if, they're, <laughs> yeah. if they have a really high fade, they're a good guy. <laughs> If they, if their fade's really low, it's like, oh no, yeah, that guy's yeah, that guy's a piece yeah, of shit. Yeah. Like that's how you can tell, um, like you know, the Italians are are bad. It's like, yeah, because they they have a low fade. Oh, right? like man. By the way, okay, so you haven't encountered the Italians uh, later in the show. You haven't met Luca Cangrera. He's played by Adrian Brody. <laughs> and he brings a Godfather accent. He talks yeah, like, just like this. I'm not even shitting you. He, he like, he, like he talks. Why, he talks why, like why am why am I cast as the Italian gangster when Tom Hardy is the Jewish you, guy? One of my <laughs> yeah. one of my favorite scenes in the whole series is the scene between Luca and Alfie in Alfie's you know. Warehouse. I think we're cast that, in the wrong that roles. Whole, that whole eight minutes was just exceptional. No, it, no, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Season four, that was really good. When uh, uh, Alfie and uh, Luca have their little like scene together, oh, right. So, and Alfie is like pretending he's like pretending to be dumb, but he's basically like he's even like leans over and says to his guy like, "Oh yeah, this guy's gonna kill all of us. He intends to kill mm. every last one of us." Oh yeah, he says. What do you say? Like he. he he says, like, yeah, I proposed to you. I, I made you a proposal. You didn't even try to negotiate. Yeah, yeah. we have yeah. a deal, I... and you didn't even try to negotiate with me. <laughs> he, does, just... he does yeah. those amazing faces. Like, uh. I, I also like the way that, like, Tom Hardy is just, like, trying to do, like, an old Jewish man who's, like, impersonating Bane. Like, that's the best way I can describe <laughs> Alfie Solomon's accent. Like, oh, 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 Mr. Blinky Ron. <laughs> like, it's like a British guy. Tommy. Hello. It's so nice oh, to see you again, Tommy. Tommy. Yeah, it's like, it's a British guy pretending to be Bane. Like, that's what Tom Hardy thinks of Jewish people. <laughs> No, yeah, yeah no. no, the only the only person that actually I mean there's two people that play it straight. Like there's uh there's there's uh, uh Killian Murphy, but he doesn't really have like a memorable voice in that show. Right? The only the only like character that has a like has a distinctive voice in this show that comes off natural is all for Shelby. Yeah, 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 Arthur. I love, I love that man, Arthur. This place is on the new management by order of the Peaky Blinders. Love that dude. I, also, can I just say, season three, I'm, I'm really disliking the, or season two, I was really disliking the sex having. It was, it was very haram. Yeah, I, I thought I, season I know one, there's, there's very, be- very <laughs> season one, nobody like everybody right up until the last episode. Yeah. everyone was like. Like that, oh no! That I know. The first yeah, time season Tommy three. Shelby season three violated sex. hijab something fierce. 
Season two, it's just like everybody's like Polly's fucking people, like Tommy's yeah. fucking people, Arthur's fucking like everybody's having sex. In Not season Arthur, two. Like, Arthur, 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 the old fuck. Arthur shall be. Everybody, everybody's getting boned. Uh, I know. I, I think we need to season four. I'm really hoping to bring it back to its its Christian roots. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, do. it doesn't really happen. See, yeah, season one, like Polly was just like hanging out in church all the time for some reason. Like she wasn't yeah. doing anything. I will say that, like uh, probably like season four and five of the show, um, are yeah they they do get back to their whole cell roots eventually. Good. That's that's we need that. We just need less. We just need less sex in in TV generally. I'm very sex negative. We need to. I just need to hear less about it. Honestly, yeah. like yeah. it would be great if they just like exactly. That's like actually every hold show. up. That's here's okay. I want to I want to offer you something, right? And this will actually like tie it back to where where we started the show, you know, and, and keep us back on track or get us back on track. The the okay so uh, what's her name um your friend there sweaty sweaty angle yeah um, said that uh, I think you should have to collect three hundred signatures from people saying that they want to hear it before you can overshare about your sex life on social media a nice mm. low easily met bar and if you can't manage it and still post things of that nature I should get the drone strike you. Mm. I, I, yeah. I, I back correct. this plan. She's absolutely hundred percent correct. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. No, she's like, like that's absolutely. But have you, have you noticed that like people love nothing more than to talk about fucking all the time? Oh God, it's terrible. And yet, and yet we know that we're not fucking anymore. That's how you know is because they talk about it all the time. Empty cans like, are the you... loudest. Is that what that is? Yeah, it's like, why are you, like, if you were actually having sex, you wouldn't be on social media talking You about would it. not. I, I didn't let me, let me tell you, like, on tech. social media because I was having sex. Like, yeah, no. Yeah, like, and I'll see, like, people sex, post. not on Twitter all day. <laughs> I'll see people post stuff like, yeah, dog, I'm telling you, like, straight up, when you got, like, two fingers inside her and you're licking the clit and she moaning, yeah, it's like, that's just lit. It's fire. It's like, it's like why did you say that? Stop why talking. did you say that? I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear your technique. I don't want to hear anything right? about it. Well, as far yeah. as I'm aware, I you got you and your significant other sleep in a bundling board bed. I can actually uh, tie all these subjects together. The movies, okay. Peaky Blinders, the sexlessness, the sex posting. Remember, uh, was it Raquel Benedict wrote that great piece about, you know, everyone's beautiful and no one's horny? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's what yeah. that's what those oversexed posts are to me. It's the same phenomenon. Like in movie, like everybody's hideous, be... and, and people are way horny, or well, way that... too horny. No, but uh, but it's empty. No, it's, it's absolutely like, it's, true. It's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. Horror. You wrote it, it's, you wrote it about... it's not. It's not genuine yeah. horny. Like take one of the more notorious scenes from a movie of like horniness, Tim Capello in The Lost Boys. Like there's no reason for that man to be shirtless, all greased up, playing the saxophone like that. And it's like a teen vampire movie. Yeah, like movies used to have like really random horny moments in it, but now it's just like I feel like it's the same way as all this performance, right? Everyone's performing for Twitter, everyone's performing their life. And they're oversex sharing, etc. Because I don't know, I didn't spend years on Tumblr, but I'm told that that's where it originated from. Yeah, it is. A, yeah, it's a very Tumblrized affect. 
but it, it the reason it bothers me so much is <sighs> I'm gonna put this. Um, nobody actually seems to like having people like to talk about sex. I don't think people generally like it very much. If that makes any sense at all. No, it's mid. I'm sorry. I've always said. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's just well, like... here's and the thing is, like, I don't think I don't. I think people are just like less tolerant of other people now, to the extent that like, I like it used to be like back in like the '90s. You know, comedian like really like shitty comedians would would make jokes about how much they hate their wives, and then somewhere around like the I would say like the 2010s, like probably like 2014 to 2016, it became like. I don't know, like a, a, a an internet comedian, like an, an internet woman comedian thing to talk about how much they hate their husbands. And now it's even gone past that. Now it's like women talking about how much they hate their friends' husbands. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, like people just, people generally, I think, have a very hard time with the idea of like long lasting romantic relationships. We're actually just presenting each other now. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's very bizarre, honestly. Um, like, I and I think that, yeah, like people just everybody's just annoyed with each other, I think. And yeah, and, and I think that that is sort of I agree with you, though, like the amount of like I just hate like or like I hate my wife humor is now just everybody's humor. Yeah, like everybody just hates their wife. It's like, yeah, like I think everybody's just. But it's gone in a very strange direction because with the sexual oversharing plus the I hate my husband humor, now you'll have yeah. like people talking about like, like I, I saw, like I've literally seen people talk about like a guy that was in their bed and he got up and left and left the big like dookie stain behind him. And it's like, why would you admit that? I would never. You know what I mean? the... oh, <laughs> yeah, me neither. Or the woman who admitted that she let a guy fuck her leg. Her le- her leg, yeah. Remember, or like her thigh, or whatever. I was like, women, you la- <laughs> yeah. She was talking I about like how terrible of a lover he was that he like he banged her thigh. I was like, and you like, laid why there would, and didn't Why would say you anything. say that? I was like, you. Why didn't would you say tell anything? the internet that's that? On, that's on you. That's that Somebody made a really funny cartoon of the guy. Like, well, that's his thing. Like, that was his kink. It's like banging women in her thigh. So he got what he wanted. It, 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 wait, was he doing it like Greek style? Like. I don't. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't get them. I, I wasn't looking into that many details, but I did see that. that. But yeah, I, I see that happen a lot. Like people talk about like just like the awful sex that they've had, um, and I, I'm just. <sighs> anyway, you get the idea. I don't. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to like drag this one out too long. But it's something that really bothers me because it's like, why can't people actually date people that they like? Like, do you date people just for stories that you can tell? Yes, the entire because internet. our lives are content now. Our, li- yeah, right. our lives are content well, I'm now. Just a, I, I'm yeah. just a natural storyteller, and, and that's my that's my thing. I I'm love... even seeing on TikTok, I'm even seeing on TikTok, like, people shaming their spouses publicly. That's like, weird. Like, See, doing, say... doing really funny, weird dances about, like, their husband not doing any housework or some shit. And it's just like, do you think that this is going to improve your relationship? Yeah, that's weird. Although I did like the one woman. Did you see? Uh, she was doing like the TikTok dance about how her husband was like killed, murdered. In, like, yeah, 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 murdered. And she, like, and she had to like give a victim. She gave an impact statement in court. And it was yes. the most powerful moment of her life. It's like, like damn, wow, damn. Yep, that's I, what I was. I, I, maybe, that's what I was yeah, maybe about. I need. 
maybe I just need to have like my family annihilated in a bank robbery so I can go give a powerful. Hey, honey, you want to you want to beef with those Italian guys to market? Yeah. Yeah, it's like we live in East Williamsburg. Hey, honey, you want to go on the street and like just drop like the N bomb? Like, you you want to get shot? Like, I feel like this is the way to really. I think the best way I could really like become myself is if you were to die in in, in a horrible crime. Right? I'm just saying. I think if you really cared about my development, sweetheart, you would become yeah. a victim of a murder yeah. of some kind. Oh, uh, maybe you know, like. Let's not make it a serial killing. I don't want to become like a brooding detective, but like, I do want to give like everybody has a secret dream. My dream, the dream of many, is to give a victim impact statement in court and then make a TikTok video about it later. Okay, but like, no. Here's the funny thing, though. Here's the funny thing. I feel like all of life has just become us giving victim impact statements to each other. Mm. Oh yeah, if you think about it. Like, what is social media besides us just giving one long and endless victim impact statement? Yeah, no, it's... Yeah. I Look, I because here's the thing. I, I think that people... The only way that people really can get sympathy on the internet every, anymore, and people just want sympathy in general, is to make themselves out to be, like, a victim. You know what I mean? It's this weird desire to have... Like, we're, we're just competing with each other for attention. And one of the easiest ways to get attention, other than, like, just being a crazy person or being, you know, entertaining is or funny to communicate or whatever, your yeah. exactly. is to communicate how shitty of a time you're having and, like, hope to connect with someone. And that's why you just get these weird kind of, like, outbursts people have where they'll, they'll just, like, go off on their partner, like, very publicly, especially with, like, people with large media followings. And it's, like... Mm-hmm. You wonder, like, why their relationship, it's like, no, like, I, like, it's okay to, like, ha- occasionally, like, make fun of your partner for, like, being nerd, like, I don't even know, it, it's a very fine line that, that exists within every relationship, right? Like, you know, there are times where, like, my ex-girlfriend would, like, make fun of me for being, like, a weird nerd about stuff, you know, but, like, it was all in, like, good humor, whereas now I feel like it's not, like, a lot of this is not in good humor anymore. It's like, no, like, we're actually, like, litigating our relationship in a very public forum. Mm-hmm. Like, who's the guy, I know, I mentioned this to you, Q, a while ago. He was that one, like, YouTuber guy who got into some, like, some weird slap fight with his ex-girlfriend. Um, she was also a comedian. It's like Gus Johnson. Oh, I don't know. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, I think that, yeah, you, you, you told me about that. Yeah, it was like this very weird thing where everybody was like calling him like an abuser. And it was like what he had done was essentially just like gotten into an argument with his wife or his <laughs> girlfriend at the time. God. And, and it just been like, I don't want to have a kid with you because yeah. like she had gotten pregnant and he basically said, I don't think that's a good move for my career. I don't want to have this kid. Which is fair enough. Like he, and she was like, well, he, he forced me to have a, like, like, well, she never said that. Right. But she like strongly implied that he had like, that she didn't want to give up the kid, but he had somehow like forced her into it. It was very, very strange and very much like, this is something you needed to hash out between yourselves or with you and your therapist, like not in a public forum, Mm. but people were just like, buying into it and like getting like oh we need to like cancel this guy and it's like no this is 
this is somebody who has severe problems with their relationship. Uh, litigating it in a public forum, which I think is just bad, generally. Well, like, I mean, we've been seeing a lot of that lately. Yeah. We've been seeing so much of that lately. Um, and I, I'll tell you exactly how I know this is true, and you'll know this is true, is when I say the piss part is true. And now you know. Now you know. I vaguely right. know what this is alluding to, but I don't want to know the details. <sighs> I, I don't. We don't have. To, we don't have to go into it. I don't want to know. All I'm going to say is, piss part is true, and anybody who knows knows. If you know, you know. Yeah, it's. Yeah. And thank God if you don't. But <laughs> if you're with me and you yeah, don't it... really know, yeah, yeah. Well, more or less, like more or less, you can. You can. Yeah, more or less what will happen is that you see your ex say something completely innocuous and you blow up on them and then just, like, tell the entire internet about, like, the, the worst and most embarrassing things that happen in your relationship, right? That's yeah. that's just what people do now. Yeah, no, I, I'm implementing mouth fascism in 2023 because there's been times I've temp been tempted to disclose personal things about myself on Twitter and I'm like, yeah, you know what? No, I see how people react on here once they find out a few things about you. Yeah. And then I'm like, yeah, no. Well, and I'm yeah. just like, I, keep, I try to keep it as vague yeah. as possible for the most part because the, the it, way... this is why I don't want, I don't want to turn my trauma or any bad thing bad that's happened to me into content. Like I'm not interested at all, but yeah, people, people just need to learn that, you know, not everything needs to be said. You don't always have to react. You can, in fact, just like, retweet, leave a funny comment, and move on with your day. It's, yeah, it is very strange. And and I do think that this is, is a, a growing trend where it's like the only kind of feedback people are getting is, is very negative or is, is only mm. through this sort of like constant conflict with each other. And I can understand mm -hmm. like some people wanting, the issue I have is when it's like, when you turn it into a litigation with somebody else on the internet, right? That's the problem. Cause like, it's like, look, if you just want to say like, Hey, I had this really bad relationship. Here's my, here's my take on it. And I'm not going to name the other person. That's fine. Right? Like that's whatever. But when it's like, well, now you're, you're litigating with someone else. And, and the idea that somehow that's like empowering, eh, I don't think it is. Right. I think, and especially like, I don't, I've noticed that people are very loath to call out when it's like, no, like you're just picking a fight with this person. Right. Yeah. yeah. And like that, it's like, you've, you've gone out of your way to pick a fight. Right. And, and and now you're telling me that like, you're the person who wasn't doing that in the relationship. It's like, mm, you were like, there. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I have a little bit of a hard time kind of like maybe buying that fully. And, and the thing I would actually say, because when I, the, to evaluate any claim, the first thing you should always do is ask yourself, why am I hearing about this, right? Mm -hmm. Like, how how am I going to be able to, like, what is the information I'm supposed to take from this? And what am I supposed to do with it? What this, am I supposed right? to do about exactly. it? What do you want me to yes. do? Yes, yeah. thank you. And if it's something yes. very vague, like, I'm here because I want to warn other people about this person, it's like, mm, yeah. that yeah. sounds... Uh, Are you worried about like, that person, like you know, dating somebody else from the internet because yeah, it was like gut with Gus Johnson, I think was the perfect example where it's like, you're trying to yeah. warn like, Hey, just in case you happen to get into a six year relationship with this guy and then get pregnant. And then you want to keep the kid, but he doesn't 
uh, and he might break up with you and not show up uh, to your doctor's appointment. It, it was just exactly like a very weird, like, like that's what you need to worry when like warn women about like, Hey, just FYI, if this very specific set of things happens, it's like, no, what you're really doing is you're litigating an argument with him. You're mad at him right. or something. And you're using this as a way to get back at him for what you feel was an improper breakup. Right. Yeah. Cause again, and, and the way, and the way that you know that this is true is when they say, look, I don't want him to be canceled or I don't want them to be canceled. Then don't you say know, it. I, I, I don't, I don't want anybody to like harass them. It's like, yeah, you do. Like that's, that's then the you wouldn't, we're talking about. Then this. you wouldn't have said it. That's exactly right. it. It's exactly. Like, like there are some times when it's like people will say that in response to someone else. And I'm like, okay, fine. But like when you're out of the blue being like, well, I don't want, I just want this person to get help. It's like, well. Then why are you they, posting about them on the yeah. internet? Yeah. Do you, yeah. Do you, you think like, they're likely to get slandering them help? on the internet? Yeah. It's like, yeah, like I, I want my ex-girlfriend to get help. You know, she's no, you got don't. the clap. She's terrible. No, you she you sucks. want, you want, you want attention. <laughs> you want attention, and you want to be validated in your exactly. Side of the story. It's like I just and want this why... emotionally abusive monster to get help. It's like, shut yeah. up. <laughs> no, and that's why I don't trust people who immediately take their personal business to litigate it on the internet. I'm like, when yeah. it's so obvious that it's something that just happened. And like it's some clearly some personal exchange. I'm like, yeah. Why are you, why are you on the internet talking to strangers about? Why aren't you talking to the person that this involves, or like friends, right. or like somebody, right. anybody? And, and why are like, you two not having yeah. a conversation? Yeah. And and I think that that does play into how modern relationships are, where it's like I don't feel comfortable sharing. Like I'm sorry. Like if somebody I was dating was saying this sort of stuff on the or if I dated somebody and I, I went back to their social media profile and saw that they like did that stuff, I would be mm. very careful about what I would say to that person. Mm -hmm. I would be very guarded. Like, I don't know if I would ever really let my guard down because it's like, you don't know when, like, when it's going to come back up again, right? Like, this is somebody that is very willing to litigate petty drama in the public sphere, right? And that's that's not a good thing. Like, that's not like that is going to impact your relationships down the line because you are forever going to be that person, right? Especially if you have a large platform and most likely you're probably dating other people with large platforms, large right? Platforms. Yeah. I would, I would highly recommend just like they, if they have a Twitter account that they're active on, just, just don't, just don't date them. As a matter of fact, uh, I'm, I'm probably going to get shit for this, but whatever. Rory, I say it to you all the time. Rika, you've probably heard me say it. Don't don't date e-girls. Don't date e-girls. Um, the juice is not worth the squeeze. Just don't do it. It's just, it's a way right. of... Girls, I mean, don't, look, don't date, don't date, don't date podcasters and internet personalities. Just, just don't date them. You know what I mean? Don't if date you found out if you found out about them through the internet, like through Twitter or whatever, they're if they're an e-girl or they're an internet personality, just don't, just don't do it. It's not worth it. It'll end badly. It, yeah, and it's it's just one of these things where it's too, it's too tempting to, to go onto Twitter and complain. Right. It's too like, and, and look, I can totally understand like why people do that. Like, yeah. I can understand the temptation. 
but it's bad. But you don't want to do that. Like it, it's bad. It, it never leads to good things. It always leads to problems, right? Um, how do I define e-girl? If she has a link tree, if she has a link tree, just take a pass. Yeah. If if if, if like in her if her, in her social media profile you find link tree, just just don't do it. Yeah. No. It's yeah. it's. It's just, it, it's people, look, I'm not going to go that far, but the kind of people that get mm. really into, that are in this space, like they're, they're just, they're messy. Like they're, like you have very messy people with large, like Twitter followings that like, it is kind of like a witch hunt. And I mean, it could be, same thing could happen on Instagram, you know, same thing could happen on Instagram. Yeah. The ability, the, the distance between your platform and you is becoming smaller and smaller. So it's like, it's becoming more and more tempting to use it to litigate personal issues, right? Like, I don't think that like, mm. like Marilyn Monroe was going to get on like TV and start like spilling the tea or whatever. Like that wouldn't have been a thing, right? Which is probably a bad example, that one. But, uh, but it would have been a much harder back in the day for people, even with much larger platforms to essentially litigate these kind of things because you know you're sitting on like the ed sullivan show like why are you talking about this this is really yeah. weird i don't want to hear yeah. about this but with yeah well that's Twitter, it's like, oh, like, now i person. can just constantly complain yeah you you have to actually put your face to it whereas on twitter it's like no you just send it off into the ether and it's like now you're gonna have issues later yeah, on down it's a the message line. in a bottle and whoever you know whoever picks it up picks it up Right. And then it, there's you know, this it, weird it happened now, but at some point it becomes this you fodder. And that's that's what the entire purpose is. And and I think that that, <laughs> that attitude is I do think that is starting to permeate a lot of our society where it's like you sharing your truth. And it's like no, like you there are certain things like if you want like you need to keep your mouth shut about, right? Like I don't talk about like, especially like don't mention my partners by name ever, ever. Mm, mm. And, and I would never do that. Right. Cause it's like, no, you need to keep it to yourself. And, and as I don't like to talk about stuff that happens in relationships or things that my partners have said in relationships. Cause it's like, you know, like you, you need to keep Omerta. Cause as soon as you break Omerta, it's done. Mm. Yeah. And then like, everything about you becomes like up for public discussion. That's why like up for public discussion. Yeah. Like this is, this is why that, uh, you don't really, you don't really hear me talk about, like I'll say stuff like, uh, you know, I'm going to go drop my kids off at like, uh, I got to take them to like karate class or swimming or whatever. Right. But like what parent yeah. doesn't take their kids to whatever class, but like, what do you really know about my life? Like you, you don't really Let me know. Let <laughs> <laughs> your personal no, Rory, like, your pin number. <laughs> yeah. no, Rory, I think I think like you only started to know anything about my life probably about three weeks ago, probably three four yeah. weeks ago, right? Um, yeah, and no, how long have we known each other? We've known each other for we've been chatting for like what, like close to a year. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's like that's the thing where it's like you don't really know somebody. But, like um, people and... don't know that people don't know the value of like keeping stum. You know exactly. I mean? And because and, I mean, I remember we so this is a little bit of like, I, I had, I had matched with somebody on hinge, or somebody had matched with me on hinge that is a Twitter personality. 
Oh, oh boy. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, he yeah. was like, oh, I want to share this. And I'm like, you can't. No, can't do it. No. You can't do it. No. And he's like, why? I'm like, because we have to live in New York City. Like, we all have to live with each other. If, if we're just going and, like, ripping each other apart, like, mm. it, it's going to destroy all of us. Like, it's going to be, like, you have to learn to keep mom you have to keep that silence because it's like the minute you open that door and, and i don't think that it's really happened it's happened for men i think where like men are getting blown up online by like exes and things but i think eventually like it's going to come around like there is going to be a resurgence of like women getting blown up by their partners online and it's like that's not going to be. I think that's that's the moment we're going to have an actual like discussion about this in in culture. Yeah. Because um, it's like yeah, I, no, think, like, I, I already see. I already see it. I see it coming down the pipeline. You know what? Uh, what kind of? I guess like what what what's giving me like a warning signal that it's happening or it's 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 going to happen is uh, you don't know these people. Uh, Blueface and Krishan Rock. So Blueface is this rapper, and Krishan Rock is his uh, his girlfriend. They have like the most toxic relationship you could possibly imagine. Oh, I've just, seen the like, clip. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So they were on they were on uh, stream with uh, Kai Sinet, who's like the most popular streamer now. Like I guess like yeah. the top streamer on Twitch. And they were, I mean, when I say it was messy, it was like these people are just... mutual hostage situations. <laughs> Mutual hostage situation. Oh my situation. goodness! And it's Both like you can, you can, like, is... you can see. Yeah. Him you can see her. the the Him mutual abuse taking in, place. In like the dynamics were awful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the vibes were just fucked. But the thing is, I think uh, Krishan Rock came off probably worse because, like, there was a part where uh, Blueface was like rapping a freestyle, and the word like, what do you say? Never been single. Always kept a couple with me. But she heard the word signal and just like something just like just something went off in her head. And she literally reached over and like did this to his mouth and pushed his face back. And he was like, what, Oof. what, what the fuck? And she's like, why are you rapping about that? Why are you saying that? Because she heard the word single and she didn't like him saying single. Uh, she like oh, took boy. a chair. She took a chair and like threw it through this. So they were over at Kai Sinat's house. She took a chair and like threw it into his wall and put a hole in his wall. Uh, she like threw a phone at one of the security guards, but it almost hit. Cut. Like, she was just, just out of fucking control. All right, and most of the callouts was about her. And I, I think it's I, I'm starting to see people become a lot more comfortable with talking about like how awful she sounds hot. <sighs> See the problem well, is she, yes, she is down. down Rory, ruined. let me put it. You're Rory, down, Rory, Rory. Uh, let me look this girl up. Rory, let me put it to you this way. Let me put it to you this way. She's missing a front tooth, and I'm telling you, 99.9 percent of the internet still would. She's missing a front tooth, and it, like, just it, it doesn't change anything. It changes nothing whatsoever. Um, I'm not. I'm not really seeing it, but you do. Yeah. You. You do. You. Uh so. <sighs> Well, I mean, you 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 date like fucking Midwestern Trump women, so you know. Well, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Everybody has their own thing. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna sense? end up. I'm gonna end up as the subject of like a true crime podcast. <laughs> you are. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like oh, this guy. God. This guy is gonna end up like. I, mean, I, I feel bad joking about this, but like, if, if if anything goes wrong, like he's gonna end up on like a TMZ video. Like, no, I'm gonna end up as like the guy that like disappeared in like outside of like Sedona, Arizona. <laughs> Yeah. And they're they're just gonna find like the weirdest pictures of me, like just like eating so, like, cheesecake disgustingly. Like, <laughs> so, so what I was trying to say was that uh, there's, um, yeah, I, I've just noticed like a, a it's a it's a trickle, but at some point it will become a deluge of people like calling out like problematic female celebrities uh, to like talking about just like how awful women have treated them in their own relationships and when it gets to the point where people are just like randomly getting blown up you know what i mean like the way the way that some guy could just be be, like going about his day and all of a sudden like there's a threat about him you know yeah yeah like one one day like it's going to it's going to end up becoming common before we even realize it um that women are getting blown up in the exact same way and then we'll have to have a necessary conversation but how much of this stuff actually needs to be on the internet? Because the question is, like, why do the rest of us need to know? Yeah, no, I mean, to be honest with you, like, uh, and I, I think that is, like, long time coming is is just, and we, and that I think will be the time when we have that that conversation. We're not going to have that conversation before, right? It Because it, there's too many ways that you can, like, like they're because they'll, they'll shift the subject of the conversation to something else like well you know think of all the awful things that like men do you know and, and oh yeah. he's just yeah. getting blown up on social media who cares about yeah. that you know my favorite is when you have people who are simultaneously like oh i date like women who are security guards and cnas is that certified nursing assistant oh good luck to you bro oh boy good luck to you you'll be in the true crime grave with me buddy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you and Rory will be sharing the same shallow grave the same, we'll be in the same garbage bag <laughs> yep um, yeah no I'm but the thing is like that is the moment we will have that conversation right it, because I, there are a lot of people my favorite my favorite person people are the ones who say like oh he lost his job like who gives a shit like that's not important like think of all the other awful things and then we'll at the same time yeah. say it like your like dating in an office is like just per se um problematic because like they have uh power over oh yeah the, 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 it's like the so power is dynamics the fact uh... that like you lose the ability to consent to a relationship because on um, because you, there's a possibility you could lose your job is is so powerful that it makes it a non consensual relationship, but losing your job is not that big of a deal. It's like it's like you want it both ways, right? And I think that is eventually we are going to get to the point where, and I don't necessarily know if there's going to be the same blowback like publicly because I think by the time we get to to having like women getting flamed for their personal lives, like I think already advertisers and companies have realized like it doesn't really matter like there's no reason to fire people um you know like there's no yeah reason i think that i think like the whole try guys really mess matter. for example like that was i think i think that's that's probably like the that's the waterloo for that yeah I, I that's the people, power dynamics waterloo 
Because people were just like, who gives a shit? Like, it was just weird. Yeah, like, why do I like, need to know this? Who gives a shit? Like, who gives The way like, that the guys were, like, going on, you know, they were, they were, like, being interviewed and talking about being traumatized about the whole thing. I was like, I, it's like, why? <laughs> I, why I, yeah, I like, I didn't care? know who the try. Exactly. I didn't know who the try guys were. I had no idea. I didn't know who they were either. I had no before, idea who they like, were. Um, Never heard of them before. And, and then it was, like, it became this, I had to know about this guy, Nick, and his wife he's a wife guy but then he was a, a dark wife guy because he was a cheating wife guy yeah and then there was yeah. an asian guy who is hot and then everybody else was mad that the white guys weren't as hot as the asian guy uh and then it just kind of spiraled out of control from there every discourse is bizarre and weird and now just builds on itself Every like discourse the, is basically like everybody's pet issue being like shoehorned into whatever the topic absolutely. is. Every everybody has to ride their hobby yeah. horse into the sunset. Yeah. yeah like the same thing with the chili. Like we completely forget that the original problem everybody had with the chili, like the the woman bringing chili to her neighbors, uh was, was that, that she made it for men. Was that she made it for men. It was initially like you're a pick me and then all of a sudden it just transformed into like this is like kicking a. This is like kicking a child's like, like um, crutches out from under him. Yeah, bringing your yeah. neighbor freshly baked bread is like is the same as like kneecapping Tiny Tim. Tank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's like putting Christopher Reeves at the top of the stairs. It's like, man, <laughs> <laughs> this is very weird. Yeah, and I, I think that again, it's like people. It's wild because look, in every relationship, right? To get it back to relationships, everybody, every in every relationship, people bring their own baggage into it, right? Of course, but now people are bringing other people's baggage into their relationships. That's the weird thing for me, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like and now, like I have had, like you get into like arguments, and they're talking about like how you're being ableist, and it's like, no, you're you're not disabled though, and it's like, yeah, but you're acting very. Like, you're bringing in, like, all these weird issues. Like, this is not, like, you want to use this as a political forum. And it's like, it's not. We're talking about each other, right? Like, we're talking about a relationship. And I, and I think more and more, like, there are very, how do I put this? They're very bizarre. I've seen more and more of these sort of bizarre cases where, or at least with in my experience, where, like, you'll start litigating, like, white privilege in a relationship with another white person. That has happened to me. Like, yeah. they're like, well, you're just speaking from a position of white privilege. I'm like, bitch, you're white, too. You're, you're white both person. white. No, yeah. You're a white, like, we're both white people. Why are you, like, I, I don't want to litigate this, right? This is weird. Like, we shouldn't be arguing about this with each other. You know, and it's like, so not only do you have the baggage ordinarily. Yeah, it's like, it's like maybe there's a lesson for me to learn here, but you're not the one that's going to teach it to me. Yeah. And it's like, no, like you're bringing in your baggage from, from other relationships. You know, I'm sorry. Like, mm. and, and well, how do I put this? Everybody brings in a little bit of baggage from everybody else. Right. Cause like, that's, I mean, that's just who you are. Like the, the relationships you've had in the past and, and the experiences you've had in the past shape who you are. But then it's like you add to that social media and it's like now you're litigating other people's issues. This is especially true with like, I'm going to hate to say it, but like femicide. 
It's like, oh, I'm man. so scared yeah, for yeah, myself. Yeah. Fe- it's like, like, femicide is just like the conversation stopper. It's like, and, yeah. and that's the it's point just where it's like, like well, it's, we're just, the, it's the nuke. Yeah. We're not, we're not litigating this anymore, right? Because the thing is, it's like, yes, this is an issue, but that's not what you're arguing about, right? Like, the right. fact that you've brought this up in a conversation about, like, who cleans the kitchen. Or, or like, like, who should pay for the first date. I've literally seen this happen. For... Who pays for the first date? I'm not yeah, even kidding it's you. like, this is insane. Like, you should not be bringing, like... It's... And, and that's, that was the one that, like, it, it actually broke something in me. Because my first thought was, wait a second. So, the, the men should pay for the first date because women run the risk of being killed by the man that they're on the date with. So are you saying so to I'm me, glad you, value your you life are like willing to exchange your life? You're willing to exchange your life? Too? Yeah. For, <laughs> for, for a $40 meal at the Cheesecake Factory. That's how little <laughs> your life is worth to you? Oh, that's, dude, that's Cheesecake the Factory. Forty dollar me- Forty won't take you far at Cheesecake Factory. Cheesecake Factory is so fucking expensive, man. Okay, whatever that the is, hell. But... We need to talk. These are issues that touch on the white community. <laughs> Why is Cheesecake Factory so expensive? I don't want. I should not have. <laughs> Why to spend, is Cheesecake Factory designed the way it is? Is my question. I should. There not are have no spend, two pieces of decor at Cheesecake Factory that I should not have it. to spend sixty dollars to like live inside of like an Ed Hardy pyramid. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking weird, man. I, dude, I love. We we got to do a Philadelphia live show at a Cheesecake Factory. I oh feel like God. that's yeah. That's <laughs> where our first live show is going to be. Is, is there Factory. one in New York City? I don't. I don't actually know. Uh, I will I say, know. Uh, dating advice: uh, if you live in New York City, take women to like the cheesy like Times Square dates, like to all like the Times Square places, like like Chili's. We have a Cheesecake Times Factory Square. here. Oh fuck! Am I have to go up to Toronto. Yeah, I think so. Oh, dude, I'm going to Toronto for Cheesecake Factory, man. It's going to rule. Um, like, abs- no. well, we no, we need to find, like, the, we need to go to, like, Michigan. We need to, like, meet in Michigan for, like, a real Cheesecake Factory experience. I, 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 I God. I've promised myself that I'll never go to Michigan again. Why? What's wrong with Michigan? Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> Michigan is... This is me being like, oh, I fucking hate New Jersey. I'm like 20 miles away from it. No. Uh, I, the thing is, like, I lived in Windsor um, for a few years when I was going to university. Those were some of the worst years of my life. And much of that involved people from Michigan. Um, and I have never been to any part of Michigan that I actually enjoy. I've been to northern Michigan. Hated it. Uh, been to, like, U-Mish, like, at, at Ann Arbor. Fucking hated it. Uh, Detroit and like Auburn Hills is hell on earth. I just no. I've I've got no reason to ever want to visit Michigan again. You're just gonna have to come here. Besides, okay, well, we like Michigan to... is Michigan is farther out than Toronto for you. It is no. It absolutely is. Uh, yeah. But let's be honest. Like Bloomfield Hills, they got some baddies there. I w- I went to the Equinox in Bloomfield Hills once when I had oh, like a uh, dude. I was I was just like damn. Like mm. these are my people. Like just show, like just women like showing up in like a Chrysler like sedan, <laughs> like, or like a, like a Chry or no like a a Cadillac like SUV like just p- white with like chrome fittings. I'm like, hey, hey, hey mom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, 
Uh, Tim O'Dro is like, I'm not, I'm sorry. I, I, I reserve every right to judge Michigan because I've been in the largest cities in your state and they all fucking suck. Michigan's fine. I, I don't really have an issue. Um, the only city I actually don't, I, there are very few American cities I actually never really liked. Um, I will actually say uh, Los Angeles, not my favorite city. I'm going to, I'm going to throw it right out there. I, it wasn't like, I can see how other people would like it, but for me, not my cup of tea. Not my cup of tea. Um, well, yeah, very it's beautiful giant, people. Though, it's, yeah. a, it's a giant. It's a giant suburb with a downtown sort of. Yeah, it was just. It was yeah. very weird. Um, uh, like I it just was not my not my groove. Um, but no, I, I I did like New Hampshire though. That's that's where I'm going to live now. I'm just going to move. I'm going to move to New Hampshire. I'm going to move to. Vermont. Why would you go to New Hampshire? Well, okay. When I, I thought, when I get that's my not job, of all places you probably. I, I thought you would end up in Maine. I will end up in Maine. That is actually my okay. true calling: is to end up. I mean, I am the most. I, I could become Stephen King. I think I could become like weird liberal dad that writes like <laughs> awful horror stories. Uh, oh, he, he did write some bangers, though. I do like. He, yeah. yeah, some, some, but one of the most overrated horror writers ever i'm yeah, sorry dude, I, can't, I can't i can't contain my animosity i i i, I will say you think you think so kid. i remember reading the shining as a kid and laughing at the hedge maze animals like i'm like i'm not supposed mm. to be laughing and yet i started laughing i'm like this is just goofy oh the topiaries yeah i was just like like everything I, else i was enjoying i was vibing with and then that part came along and i was like huh yeah I, I really liked Night Shift. I thought Night Shift was really good. Um, like I, I like to. Sh- I I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm still a big Dark Tower fan. I can't help it. <laughs> Dark Tower and the Talisman, the the book that he co-wrote with Peter Straub. Straub, Straub. Yeah, and then there was that one book he he wrote like he wrote under like a pseudonym uh, that caused all those like mass sh- or like not all of them but like two or three that inspired like two or three different mass shootings. I think that's why, like, Stephen King went, like, so hardcore into, like, lib culture is because, like, he actually, he, this is actually true. He wrote, like, he wanted, like, during his life, like, Mm. at the height of his fame, he's like, I want to know if I'm, like, really a good writer or if I'm Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he started writing under the uh, the pseudonym, um, what was it, Peter Bachman or something like that? He basically, literally, he grabbed it off of, like, a typewriter. Because basically somebody had leaked to the press that he was releasing a book and they're like, okay, well, we need to re like redo your pseudonym. And he's like, yeah, it's Peter Bachman. Because he had like a Bachman typewriter or something. Oh, sorry, Richard. Sorry, Richard Bachman. Richard Bachman. Richard Bachman. Yeah. And so he wrote yeah. this book. Let me, let me look at what it was. But it was basically it was about. Um. It was called Rage, and it was basically about, like, a kid who holds his class, like, hostage with a gun. Uh, mm. and, and apparently that inspired, like, two or three, like, school shootings, um, like, specifically, like, tied to that book. And so he actually, like, pulled it from shelves. So, mm. like, I think that's why Stephen King, like, went down such a, like, very weirdly liberal path. Because I don't think he was before that. Uh, but then I think at that point he really started to go kind of, like... A little odd just because i don't know maybe that's my theory on it i think that he became like very i don't know not traumatized but like became very sort of thought like 
got a little too far into his own head. He, he, well, I don't think the lib politics really, I don't think it really came about for him until after he had uh, his car accident. Or it wasn't even a car accident. He got run over. Like some dude, uh, Is he you remember this? Kanye? Yeah. No, this was in the late nineties. Uh, he was like, uh, he was, he was like walking. He was just like walking down the street and, uh, some guy in the van just like ran his ass over. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. He almost died. Like he, uh, th- it took a very long time for him to, um, like be in any condition to give interviews or even write books or anything. Um, but I, I would say like his attitude changed after that. I, I don't know if it was like just like how close he came to death, or I'm not even sure what. I remember back in like the uh, the '90s when he was giving interviews. Um, he was I wouldn't call him a liberal exactly. He was he was just he was an edgy author, but he didn't really seem to espouse any kind of politics. He was very like yeah. he was very George Carlin like, and I would say like after um, that that close call with death. He did become a lot. He softened a lot. I think a couple of things had happened. I think he was already like either on the path to sobriety or was sober by that point because he he had like a serious alcohol and cocaine problem. That, well, that uh, would explain it. <laughs> no, I mean cocaine. No, I know. No, I, I, yeah. I mean like people when people when they get sober, some go very extreme and yeah, change yeah. Uh, everything about their lives, everything about themselves, everything about their beliefs. So yeah, that that tracks actually. No, it was, it was a, yeah, I think it was a combination of like his like path to sobriety and getting run over at the same time. I think that that's yeah. when I noticed that his politics really changed. Yeah, he became like the reverse Kanye West. Like instead of going, instead of becoming like oh. like after his car accident, instead of going like weirdly right wing, Stephen King was like, "No, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go really weirdly left wing." Yeah. Actually, actually, Mainers are the real Jews. So. Oh my god! Darius <laughs> 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 are Jerusalem. <laughs> South Montreal is like their version of like the Golan Heights. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, man! Uh, Okay, I I think. um, I I think we. I think it's a. I think it's a good time to uh, to wrap up. But I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna leave us. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. uh, I'm gonna end the show on a. uh, I'm gonna end the show on a, a, a nice little ditty that I, I picked up uh, from somebody that sent me um, a song on the internet, and it's uh, it's by uh, a couple of fellows, a couple of uh, rappers in Britain. Apparently, they're just like blowing up the spot right now. Um, their names are Pete and Boz, <laughs> and they have, oh, a, they yeah. have a squad behind them called the Snooker Team. And when I tell you, these are some geriatric british gammon faced no, rappers this is actually this is actually arthur shelby he's like 97 years old this is the real yeah arthur. i'm not even kidding you this is yeah this is arthur shelby like aged out to current day right these guys are in their 70s and shit um so anyway we're gonna play uh pete and boz and the snooker team uh the window cipher part two
Y'all have yourselves a good night. Yeah. We'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Good night. <laughs>